and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. I, as always, am John Maxley Auschlow, your favorite, most cherished curmudgeon, judge, jury, executioner. And along with me, as always, is a much more reasonable, or at least that's what we like to believe. Comments don't don't approve of that. Uh, reasonable and centered. Brett, heathen dog Grismer, who does not believe in stream agency. What? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Uh, today, we are going to uh, not only talk about uh, a Kickstarter game, but we're also going to talk about uh, what opinions are, why people have them, and why they're good. And why some people are stupid. Well, according <laughs> well, to anyway. <laughs> well, okay, wait a minute. To be fair, first of all, let's let's give Jim a little position of honor here. There we go. There you go. And and secondly, um, after after uh, this segment with uh, Grim Jim today, I, I think we're all just going to feel stupid. I, I was looking for my thesaurus earlier, and all those books back there, I can't find a damn thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Speaking of Grim, we have uh, we have Jim Grim from uh, Grim Studios. How do you want? I think you said oh, that all backward. Yeah, yeah Grim Jim from Postmortem Studios. There you go. See, I said it all backward. <laughs> it, was the, it was the backward flipping thing. I got I got weirded out. I got visually <laughs> stunned for a second. I'm sorry. But uh, we are going to talk about something today. And uh, you have a Kickstarter going on for your game. Can you tell us what the game is and uh, what it's about? Okay, it's a city crawl uh, for 5e, my twisted version of 5e, Morkborg, and Lamentations of the Flame Princess so far. Um, so, and maybe if we make like three million dollars, I'll uh, I'll do something for Powered by the Apocalypse because I hate it and people like to <laughs> like to torture me. So, but yeah, might might do something like that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I might want to ask you about that at, at some point. I I, I neither uh, like nor hate Powered by the Apocalypse, so I'd be interested in, <laughs> in your take on on that. I, yeah, we'll 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 state the intro. <laughs> <laughs> some other time because i will get okay. sidetracked quick fast passing or hurt me on that one so we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll i'm sorry sorry I'm just gonna, what it is is it's a walled city set in a slightly alternative restoration era britain after the english civil war and it's full of the undead and it's like a prison is that awesome. the slightly alternative part the slightly alternative part is that there has been kind of magic and stuff at the very periphery, but it hasn't made any real difference to history until now. All right, so let's leave that as a tease so we can actually do the segment in a little bit here and, and uh, 
and get into all of that in a moment because we're going to go through our normal proclivities here if Heathen Dog's ready for that. Heathen Dog's just trying to jump to the gun, just trying to pull all the information out before the segment even starts. Yeah, I'm bad, man. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, so who are we? We're RPG Digest. Conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We're truthful, but opinionated. It's our own brand of truth, as some people like to say. <laughs> uh, we're, we like to provide you information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And we're certainly not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate the hobby. I was told that I should take that word idiots out, but I can't. It's, it wouldn't be me if I did that. Just call me an idiot back. Grow up. Uh, if you don't like the commentary, tell us why in chat or join us on segment three. Good morning, afternoon to Crafty as well in chat. And Ghost of Planner, how many vampires has Grim, Grim slain? Well, we'll find that out later. <laughs> Uh, what is hashtag RPGate? It is escapism, not representation. It is entertainment over activism. It is organic diversity from natural inclusion. Don't kick people out of your game unless they're jerks. Don't invite them into their game unless they really want to play. That's really all you need to know. Uh, we'll skip that one. That's for the end of the stream. All right. How to contact Legion of Myth slash RPG Digest. The best method is on Discord. We did get a few Discord peoples this week. Um you can also follow us on Minds. I'm really bad about the Minds and the Twatter stuff. I mean, I've been doing Twitter a little bit more because I can do it on my phone. Um, but that's social media, man. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I'm trying to talk on social media. I just hate it. Um, and we're going to build up the locals as soon as I get a stupid arm for my uh, unboxing camera over there. I've got some things I'm going to do exclusively for locals. Um, but I can't really entice you to pay money for that if I don't have anything for you yet, can I? We'll get some stuff there. And our Red Bubble store, which I went through last week and kind of cleaned up some stuff. I took some items off there that don't need to be there anymore. Actually uh, removed two designs. No, the Drow one is still there. Get over it. And uh, yeah, uh, so uh, the items there should be, I don't want to say necessarily much better quality, but you won't. You shouldn't have any issues with them anymore. There are a couple of design issues that I fixed. And of course, you can follow and subscribe with notifications, of course, to our website, on Twitch, prefer you watch us on Odyssey than on YouTube. Yeah, I'm streaming on YouTube saying I'd rather you get to our stuff on Odyssey. I did it. I went there. Uh, and, of course, we're here on YouTube. And if you really want us to get the most bang for the buck, uh, you can donate through PayPal and Streamlabs because they don't take the same cut that YouTube and Twitch do. Uh, Heathen Dog, are you going to be upset if I skip your City of Villain stuff until the end of the stream? I'm not. Go right ahead. Okay. All right. So with that... I want to thank everybody. I want to thank our monetary backers. We sincerely do thank you, uh, all of our Twitch subscribers and those who uh, donate cheers and bits, all our YouTube members, and those who give us the super chats, and our locals backers, Streamlabs, and PayPal donators. You know, we understand that times are still rough for a lot of people and so forth, so we absolutely appreciate everything, guys. Donate to us. And, of course, not everybody donates. I don't donate a lot to a lot of the channels that uh, I follow. But you know what? You're still awesome because you do follow us, you do subscribe to us, you do chat, and you do, well, Spectral Fire lurks. I wonder if he's lurking now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and if you don't want to give us money, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. And if you're on Twitch, you can hover over. And I don't even know if that Friends of the Channel even exists anymore. Does that still exist? <laughs> like, it, I haven't looked doesn't. at that. Well, I haven't looked at that in months. Well, we have a new friend, uh, Jor Jorhoto, says, oh. Hi, is this stream also good to practice slash learn English? Uh, yes, you have from British Grimm. English, which is actual <laughs> English, American English, which is the, depending on who you are, the evolved or degenerative form of English. 
and then, and then you have and then you have proper <laughs> American English, which is what Max Liao gives. So well, only when I write, not when I speak. Times, three different. It's 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 great. This is going to be an awesome time for you. Oh, hey there. I only do the uh, the real English when I uh when I write. <laughs> no, don't don't do that. <laughs> no youpers. Oh, all right. And because Heathen Dog loves it so much, here's a grift. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right if we get $500 during a single live stream I, so I had somebody yell at me about this like it was originally $200 then it was $250 then it was $500 look here's why it's $500 now it was originally $200 $250 when it was just heathen dog but now that it's my business I can't ask a contractor an employee to do something that I won't do myself wow don't, don't get me wrong I don't want to do this either but you know what <laughs> money's money right and yeah. we're not cool enough to write books like Grimm no. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. That's enough of that nonsense. Let's let's get into segment one and recap everything we talked about just a little bit ago. So here is segment one, and we are going to talk with our special guest, Grim Jim from Postmortem Studios, postmort.com, which we'll show off here in just a moment. Uh, and he's going to talk to us about crowdfunding Whitechester, Prison City of the Dam. I love that Thorn character in there. I haven't seen that in forever. So you can back the project at the link that's on the screen. And if somebody wants to type that in a chat, that would be freaking amazing. And uh, yeah, so let's get our segment one banner up here and say hello to Grim. So right off the bat, I'm going to start popping off your links here. Uh, so let me share my screen and you can tell us a little bit about yourself while I'm doing that. Uh, I'm a carbon-based life form from the Milky Way galaxy. Prove it. Uh, Ugly bag my... of mostly water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. I, I produce motile gametes. Um, <laughs> this is what I say. I need the thesaurus. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I'm an omnivorous ape-descended life form. Uh, I, okay, enough, enough, enough mockery. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm a 20-plus-year veteran of the RPG industry. I've worked for Steve Jackson Games, Wizards of the Coast, Cubicle 7, Mongoose Publishing, and various others. But I've been working for myself primarily since about 2005. Um, I like stuff that is challenging and interesting. So some people. Isn't that what that makes a lot cool. of things interesting? Is just a challenge? Yeah. Some people call that edgy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that exactly, but uh, yeah. I mean, I if you look at the modern gaming right now, a lot of it to me is so boring because it's not challenging. Well, yeah. I used to want to be the Alan Moore of RPGs. Then I wanted to be the Warren Ellis of RPGs, and I think I finally settled on being the Harlan Ellison of <laughs> RPGs. So, <laughs> so angry, somebody quickly look that up. <laughs> angry, angry man. <laughs> Uh, so Postmortem Studios is my imprint. I publish my own stuff. I publish stuff for other people. I do consulting and help for people who want to publish their own stuff. Um, and almost my entire back catalog is on there. You also have uh, books and videos about the subject as well. Yes. Right? Um, I have a, a pay-for video series. Oh, uh, I RPG don't have that design, RPG design from start to finish. That's only on drive through because okay. Shopify cannot handle the sheer power of my videos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roar! <laughs> Grim smash. Yes. <laughs> there you go. 
but that, that's gotten pretty good pretty good reviews um you can find similar stuff to that on my youtube channel uh youtube.com slash postmortem video uh i'm on social media like everybody usually arguing with fuckwits <laughs> um <laughs> Facebook's a bit more chill. I've got a pretty chill Discord. You can get to that from my YouTube channel and various other places. And you can get most of my stuff print on demand from lulu.com. Awesome. I, I got, uh, you were on Drive Through RPG yesterday with your Grimdark for, uh, was it uh, yes. Deal of the Day? And, Deal of the uh, Day. I got it. And then you made that post saying, oh, anybody who backs uh, White, uh, Whitechester is <laughs> already getting a copy. It's like, oh, well, there you go. Enjoy, <laughs> well, enjoy yeah. the extra extra five bucks. <laughs> but now I have your money. So it's yes, <laughs> you're welcome to it. And you know what? You should be welcome to your money as well. Open mm. up that wallet. Just throw it at them. They'll take it. <laughs> yeah. If not, I'll take it because I'll be picking yeah. up the crumbs behind them. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever he doesn't put in his pocket goes into mine. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. So we put the links in the chat there. So thank you for the 200 bit shares. Yeah, um, so shout outs and all that. So that Streamlab stuff or stream. Yeah. Streamlab stuff uh, doesn't isn't integrated with StreamYard. So if you're used to that being on Twitch and whatnot for the video game stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's not here. But I do see that Crafty also donated uh, donated some money. So thank you very much. We are now one twentieth of the way from wearing cheerleader outfits. <laughs> Ugh, oh, please don't give them any money. Please don't get there, right? I mean, wait, don't say that. See, look, look, looking at me right now, you would not suspect how much of a hairy body I have. <laughs> you know, you've and and the places that a cheerleader outfit accentuates just happens to be that area. So oh. you know what. I haven't been to the pool since the coof started to, right at the end of 2019. So really, I haven't exercised. It's not a muffin top anymore. It's like somebody took a ladle of gravy and it's just dripping all over the place. It's Visualize that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you put that in my head and now it's like a worm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm going to get the other screen up here ready to go. So in the meantime, uh, have you pitched everything you want to pitch for that? I think so. I'm, the online stuff? I'm right. English. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Well, so whatever you don't get now, I'll get into a, into a comment or a description later. Uh, but seriously, do follow Grim. Uh, check out his uh, YouTube channel and so forth. Like I said, I, the links will be in the description when this is a video later. And of course, they're in chat right now. Uh, so next is I'm going to ask Grim for an elevator pitch for Whitechester while I get his YouTube video ready. Okay. It's a city crawl rather than a hex crawl or a dungeon if you are a player you're going to get to experience survival horror and mystery and investigation if you're a gm you don't really need to prep at all because the premise is survival and it's an insanely detailed whole walled in city which will have everything you need to run it smoothly uh, from session to session to session. So high complexity, but low prep, which is a difficult thing to, to pull off. Um, and the premise just works immediately for any random group of adventurers you want to throw into it. Oh, so so if, if you like, so if you like historically grounded survival horror, uh, then I think it's a, it's a, it's a game book for you. Well, if there's anybody I would trust with the horror genre, and I'm not pandering here, I've said this off camera, <laughs> but it would be it would be grim because uh, 
you know, his horror, my horror isn't exactly the same, but it's uh, he's closer to what I see as horror than uh, most of this cartoonish nonsense that's out there today. Uh, all right, ready but to play here's your... an elevator pitch. Okay. Ravenloft, but focused and good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take that because I kind of like one Ravenloft. floor elevator movement at that point. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's listen to the video. Hopefully you guys can hear it. I have everything that's supposed to be up with regard to this up. And here we go. No sound. Can you hear it? No sound at all. No sound. All right, chat can tell me. Can you guys hear it? Audio should be playing. I'll start it again. How does this always get screwed up? They said no. Googly moogly. <laughs> sound. Should be coming through. That's not muted. It should be coming through the music channel. Pro streamer, thank you, Sherry. I know, right? Should be coming through the music channel. Uh, what if I try that? All right, that should have just played through even without being shared. <sighs> Well, guess what? No, no. Let me try one more time. If not, I will put it into uh, into my normal browser. I try to keep the browser separate so I can control the audio a little better, but apparently I can't control the audio at all. All right, one more time. That's what you get for trying to grow and improve. Nope. Niet Tavarish. All right, I'm guessing I, I can't even hear anybody talk now. So I'm guessing there's still no audio. All right. I have one more option. I had this set up and it was working. <laughs> I hope this isn't my computer acting stupid again. Just me. Just me acting stupid. If not, can you do a full reenactment of it? No, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Okay, that might work better, yeah. Do it with the YouTube video link, though, if you can. Go straight into YouTube. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Hang on. It's on. I was showing little meters. Yes, you were. Max is a little worse. I know. I am. But, well, see, what we do is we bring Grim on here to embarrass him. Works every time. Works every time. 6% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> you just turned really jaundiced, by the way. I know. It's because I put the thing up there. It's because one of his kidneys just exploded. <laughs> there we go. All right, you ready? I suppose. Might want to turn your YouTube volume on. Nothing. I guess StreamYard hates us today. Well, how about this? I don't want to waste too much oh. more. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, Grim. We were trying to do something okay. special and we ruined it all. Drop the ever. link in the chat and people yeah. can go and have a quick look. Yeah. It, I, I like the video. hear you at the end of that. Still can't hear Heathen. We don't want to hear yeah. him anyway. Uh, get yeah. that link. 
<laughs> Try something real quick. I failed. Yep, there it is. Uh, is that it? Goddamn British YouTube videos. Oh, <laughs> just out of curiosity, uh, did you select to uh, turn on the audio? I forget that a lot, like right there. I'm going to get this dang thing to work. I'm mad now. <laughs> In the year of our Lord, 1666, came the Annus Mirabilis, year of miracles. The plague returned. London endured the Great Fire. England went to war with the Dutch. Newton upended an advanced natural philosophy. Amongst those miracles came the comet that raised the dead. England, still recovering from the Civil War and in the throes of the Restoration, was the hardest hit. Still, over the course of a year, the grizzled veterans of decades of war were able to put the dead back into the ground. Save Winchester, the city which was lost, overrun, walled in, and made into a prison for damned souls, resurrected as Whitechester. It is 1667, and you are condemned. May God have mercy on your soul. Back Whitechester on Indiegogo for more information, cheap and free products, and a chance to shape the city of Whitechester. Whitechester will be a 500-page city crawl for 5th edition D&D, Grimdark 5th edition, and hopefully Morkborg and the OSR. Spread the word. 500 okay, hang on, hang on. pages. There's a lot to unpack there. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start with the with what's what mostly I I mean, let me get rid of this cuz I'm jaundiced again. There we go. Mostly what I want to know. Mm -hmm. Selfish. What is the grim dark version of 5e? Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't know you don't know that? No, no, no. I want them to know it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not entirely against 5e. Um, as my friend's dad used to say, I don't entirely hate you, Grim. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was affection from him. He was northern. That's good. Because, um, <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I, I play it every week uh, with the girls on the tabletopless. But all that old school promise that was there when 5e first came out has been kind of lost and it's only really suited to forgotten realms whizbang superhero type play really so i stripped it back made it a lot more deadly a lot more difficult um made the magic a lot less obvious and more about preparation and um, making deals with dark powers and, and that sort of thing. So it's a version of 5e that you can actually use and maybe convince some people to play <laughs> because it's 5e that creates more of an old school feel, more of a difficult feel, something a bit more like Darkest Dungeon or Bloodborne. Oh, you're going to cheer your heathen dog with that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Wait, hang on. So what what I'm what I'm uh, taking away from that is that uh, your version of five E instead of uh, 
a very gentle slope from level one to godhood. It's more like uh, some thick stairs. Yeah, it's more like, yeah, and you're in a wheelchair. It's, oh, uh, <laughs> okay, that, that, that went bad real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bloody slog. Um, and when you do go up levels, your power isn't going to increase as much. You're still going to be fairly fragile. So the idea is to encourage people to think more about their resources, whether it's worth using X, Y, or Z. You know, can we survive another fight? How can we turn this tactically to our advantage? How can we think creatively to deal with issues? Which is much more the kind of old school play that I did enjoy. But then I, I didn't really grow up with with D and D. I grew up more with Warhammer and Merp and Dragon Warriors, which have a have a different feel even to old school D and D. Right. So that that that's kind kind of where I'm going with it. Okay. Okay. Well, we've 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 opened that little beautiful blossom. Now let's let's move on to the next one. Now. Uh, you are condemned, which means the, the the English are using this city as a punishment zone of some kind. Yes. Yeah. So, that's, um, <laughs> I want to say bad. What's worse than that? <laughs> that's that's like immorally <laughs> wrong. That's like a, yeah. against a god and uh, man and, and all kinds <laughs> of things. Like, how well, did that come about? Okay. So there's a period of British history. It's actually a bit later than this period, but things were almost as bad back then when we were ruled over by what was called the Bloody Code. Okay. And basically people were being executed or transported overseas for even the most minor infractions, right? So you you poach a rabbit, off you go to Tyburn, <laughs> dance the Tyburn jig, dead, or get sent to the colonies. Um, now, I got in trouble the other day because I said Australia, which didn't happen until wait, much wait, later. Wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. There you go. You said that there's death or get yeah. sent to the colonies. Now, how many people are like, oh, God, kill me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, well, no. It, That's like Beirut in 75. No, kill me. Just, just get it over quick. Prob probably quite a lot. Um, especially since you were essentially a slave if you were sent to the colonies because you were an indentured servant. So, yeah, it, w it wasn't nice. So, basically, if you did even the slightest thing wrong in England for a period of about 200 years, odds are you were going to get hung by the neck until dead or sent to America or later on sent to Australia, but most people know that Australia used to be a prison colony and they don't know that America used to be a prison colony. So, so there you go. Um, but then, you know, the zombies rise. Eventually, most of them get put back into the ground, but this city's lost. But you've got to guard it, right? And you've got to maintain the walls so the dead don't get out again. You've got to do something with it. I mean, it's a huge drain on resources and right, it's, a, right. it's a threat there. So we've got Save all these people. Prison. I get it. Yeah, we've got all these people who have stolen handkerchiefs and eaten a rabbit they shouldn't. Um, so what do we what do we do with them? Or, or evidence of malice in a child? That's one of my favourite ones. So what, they used to what, hang. What even is that? Uh, it, the the child is clearly evil, my lud. Quite right. Hang him. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> so. Well, and yeah, it's quite expensive to transport people. They take up room in holds that could be used for cargo and food. So why not just, yeah, why not just march them into a zombie-filled hellhole? Yeah, I mean, we got it right here. 
yeah, and who knows? Maybe they'll eventually manage to kill off all the dead and we can resettle it. But I, yeah, I hope you have this story copywritten because you know this is going to be the next Elder Scrolls game, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you're condemned. You may or may not be guilty. Um, that's kind of guilty up to of you. something. It's just probably well, stupid. Yeah, everyone's guilty of something. Yeah. <laughs> Whistling on a Tuesday, perhaps. There you or, go. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that's more of a cutting off a hands thing, but whatever. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you 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 get marched in the front doors. They shut behind you, and well, you got to survive. All right. All right. Unpack that one. Now, uh, when I watched that the first time, what I what I imagined was this is role playing in between the two first resident evil movies when when raccoon city was was being taken over by by the uh, you know they, they walled off raccoon city and everyone in, inside was dying and then they kept dropping people in to get people out like but well now now the people are being dropped in or are not criminals but now they are so it's it's, it's kind of surviving in that type of environment only in the past that's what i that's what i picture yeah yeah to, to definitely to an extent. I mean, some mad people will be volunteering to go in there. <laughs> well, what, what, what through? Yeah, what could entice them to do that? To, the, the proverbial well, treasure. No, hang on, hang Look, on. There's going to be a hoard of treasure in there somewhere. <laughs> well, no, well, there's yeah. got to be something. Number one, and number two, if if you don't understand the the abject poverty of the time that most people were under, dying especially if it takes burden off of your family is the, is the moral and, and justifiable thing to do and dying in this way would, if you volunteer to go in there, you may even bring your family some kind of semblance of honor. Or, that sounds too Japanese for me. <laughs> well, there's, there's other reasons as well. I mean, like you said, wealth. So this is set after the English civil war, quite you know, a couple of decades after but a lot of the people who sided with Parliament were suddenly out of favour when the king was reinstated. So they lost a lot of their lands and wealth. This happened to my family historically. Um, we went from being in charge of about one-fifth of the country to pretty much nothing. <laughs> so, oh, so We all have that story. I, yeah. I, I can blame the French, though, but whatever. <laughs> I can blame the royalists, damn them. <laughs> Fucking monarchy. Um <laughs> So a way to get some power back might be to go in there and loot as much gold and whatever as you can carry and then maybe bribe a guard to escape, though that probably won't but happen. For, 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 for that to be true, uh, Whitchester, now, now Whitechester, would have to have had some kind of treasure that was locked in. So it has something like that. You've written something like that into it, like it's in there somewhere? Yeah. Like, at at um, least the promise of it? Yeah, there's a cathedral in the city, and cathedrals always had lots of gold and silver. And yeah, yeah, yeah the know, church is silk. always gilded. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there was a fairly active merchant area because uh, it used to be an important city for the wool trade and so on. So it's kind of a financial center. Okay. So there's a there's a bank with vaults, and a fair few fairly rich people lived there. So potentially there's a lot of that. Also during the English Civil War and after was a really radical political time. So there's a lot of political prisoners that might get mm -hmm. thrown in there and also 
political people who might volunteer to go in there to escape the yoke of the government and the king. So that's another possibility. And it was also a time of enormous religious upheaval. So you can have a lot of religious fanatics who want to go in there to, to cleanse the dead or to, to minister to the poor lost souls that are stuck within. Yeah, all of, all of that sort of thing. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons, but the main one is definitely you're a bad boy and we condemn you. Please air quote that, bad boy. <laughs> Ouch. Bad boy. <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, what else did I have? Um, let's see, watching that video, it, for... This is this is not neither here nor there, but for some reason it reminded me of of the book Shogun. I don't know why. I don't know if you've read it. It's it's like an I have. And I remember page. the I have read it ages ago, and I remember the old series as well, which was. Okay. I remember the series. I skimmed through the book. I, I was yeah. too young to read it. When I tried to read anyway, it, I was anyway, too young. It, it's neither here nor there. It just happened in my head. There, there's no reason for it. That was a random thought. That was that was a nothing. But, yeah, uh, it was kind of kind of fish out of water thing. I can see. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, but. Uh, all of these, all of these undead, are they are they specialized or are they generic zombie type? I mean, what what are you looking at? Are you are you looking at some kind of surprise hierarchy in there? Is that possible, or is it all just going to be your your zombies? Well, I don't want to give away zombies. Are going to be eyeball eating zombies? Are there <laughs> gonna be, you know, zombies that only eat testicles. I don't know. <laughs> This got weird quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, African witches steal people's penises, so oh, I can yeah. see the logic. Um, I don't want to give away too much. Most yeah, yeah. of it's going to be zombies. We just, it, at that point in history, we just had another round of the plague. So, you know, there's plenty of dead meat around to, to rise up and plague pits and so on. I think about a third of London died the previous year. So that, that gives, you, gives you some idea. It was worse in London than elsewhere. But zombies, there's the generic ones. There's also ones that may have been shaped by their environment. So if you run into a zombie that's been soaking in water for a year, it's going to be a big bloating, Bloated mess. skin yeah. sloughing off, you know, gases bubbling it, away. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't poke it. You don't want those juices on you, man. It's going to pop like a balloon. You don't want that. You don't want that at all. Okay, good. Or, or if it's someone who locked themselves in a salt cellar or something where they would keep the salt to keep it dry, they then maybe he's a desiccated right. husk. Yeah. Um, and maybe someone has been experimenting on the zombies. And and that yeah. brings us to the mad folk that are that are still there. Now, some of the people... I imagine some of them have to be smart. There's a certain percentage of, of, of people who were locked into Whitchester that became Whitechester who are still there. Because I mean, uh, how long was the city walled off from the moment the game starts to when it happened? How how long? Was um, so it's been closed off for for about a year from the time the about the a year. Rose. So there's plenty yeah. plenty of of residents there who lived there who were trapped in there and have survived there, and they're probably super pissed off. <laughs> want someone to blame can't blame the zombies and blame anyone who comes across you can always blame the zombies it's not like they're going to complain <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so they probably have gone a little a little nutters and yeah. uh you know I, I i i can imagine a lot of things like uh Michonne in uh, in Walking Dead, you know, taming some of them and and <laughs> using them as security or camouflage or whatever stuff like that. I could see a lot of stuff, a lot of possibility on on how to on how to use these zombies to uh, to the to the uh, um, insane NPCs advantage. 
Yeah, there uh, will be like twenty-eight days to share. Okay, <laughs> so there will be some factions of living people in the city who found sure. ways to survive, or places to hide. The occasional lone nutter, some of the other prisoners who've been shoved in here before. Most mm -hmm. of them will be in what you could call like a like a starting area, where they've just fortified the area around the gate, and they just stay there and go, "Fuck that! I'm not going anywhere." This isn't going to be like The Walking Dead, where every literally every person or village you meet wants to kill you. Like there's no, just no good person left in the entire. <laughs> <laughs> Very few good people. Uh, oh, well, the other thing about some of the zombies is they'll be differentiated differentiated by what they did in life. Hmm. So a, a priest who rises as one of the damned is going to be different to a peasant or a soldier, and have slightly different capabilities. Okay. Um, All right. Some something remains. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit remains of of who was there before. Okay. Last last question for me. Uh, now, surviving a year in a walled off city nowadays is not that hard. Canned goods, you know, you have you have you have plentiful food, especially if the population was killed off very quickly. You have a lot of food, especially for a year. You still have gas stations. You still have all that stuff. Gas is still good. You know, this is all fine and good, but. In the time period we're talking about, a year without fresh food or water is death. Yeah. How how is anyone who was walled off in there still alive? So we did have various ways of preserving food back then. Like I said, I've gone into an in, and it, stuff like that, but I've that gone into an in, so far nutrition wise. Yeah. I have gone into an insane amount of, of detail. Oh, on, detail. On that. Oh, good. Okay, good. So um one thing we had was the rich people had um, ice houses, sort of dugouts in the ground. And during the winter, they would gather the snow and the ice and they would compact it in there. And then during the rest of the year, they could actually keep fairly fresh food frozen. Um, there's pickling, which does preserve quite a lot of the nutrients. Um, our Navy used to carry, we, you know why we're called limeys, right? Because <laughs> of the lime juice? Because the, the, yeah, and the pickled yeah. limes, it, it, as it turns out, limes weren't actually especially good for preserving yes, vitamin much, C. Much better than lemons for scurvy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got you got pickled fruit, pickled vegetables. Then a lot of people supplemented the food that they bought by having kitchen gardens or or, or plot, small plots of land. Right. I forgot about the British proclivity for having their own personal garden. Now, yeah. not nowadays, it's just a small green area that they keep that's not generally grow up for growing food, but you know, for looks and your little yeah. you know peace of mind or whatever. To, but to back be fair, in the day, it was a food supplement. That's right. I forgot. Not, not just okay. the British. My wife is trying to insist that I do that here. So blame the Japanese too. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody that's not American. And you know, there's 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 pigeons and rats and mm, yeah. rabbits in the park um and nice fresh delicious prisoners fresh through the gate okay see i didn't think there would be any animals but you're using the using the common zombie trope where zombies only go after people and not animals uh it will depend but most of the zombies are pretty slow so they can't catch oh, a remotely aware yeah. animal okay. yeah and, and rabbits have burrows to hide in sure, so, sure. Yeah. okay that's fine that's fine all right that's that's it for me what about so, what do you got Shlo? All right, so just to say, it's, it's it's hard to get enough food, but it is possible. It is possible, uh, right. and plus you can take treasure from inside the city 
slip it to some guards, get them to give you some bread or something. Oh, okay, okay. So you know the the whole uh, uh, prison system here is is still rife yeah. with corruption, just like in real life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, got to have a bit of reality in there. I like that. So uh, this may this was kind of already addressed, but I'm just going to uh, touch as my number one. So I want to ask this a little differently, though. What makes these zombies or this city, I guess, uh, different than kind of what's out there? Like, you mentioned the Ravenloft comment, you know, earlier. Uh, I heard you talk about was it uh, what was that Aaron was talking about in history yesterday? Um, Left for Dead. You know, hmm. things that we've seen before, The Walking Dead, so on and so forth. What makes these zombies? Because because I'll be honest with you. I hate zombie trope. I've hated it since like 2010. Can't stand the zombie trope. It's been beat to death. I love Undead. Just can't stand the zombie trope anymore. So so what is it about this that's going to make somebody like me say, you know what? These zombies are awesome. Or this city. It doesn't just have to be the creature itself. But, you know, this environment yeah. is going to be awesome. Well, the city is its own character, and every building has a story. So you get to see the effect the zombies had, and you get to see what remains behind after the rising and what happened to people. So you might break into a into a, a house that someone had fortified, right? And you might find bloodstains and small skeletonized bodies with their skulls staved in. And oh. then at the very top of the house, you might find a zombie hanging from a rope with, uh, I couldn't live with myself, written as a, as a note or something. So you can piece together kind of what happened there by the clues that are in the environment. And I've done that for every building. Every building has a story. Every building has clues. Every building okay. has a, has a I, I want you to say that again. Together. Every building. Every building. Wow, now I know why it's 500 pages. That sounds awesome, but it also sounds very daunting. How are you doing that? Bit by bit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what, what? obviously there are going to be similarities. That's just, that's just the real world. Uh, you know, but how does this building, after like about 30 or 40 of those, how does this building differ from this building over here? Because you're talking about a city of what? Tens of thousands of people, or at least at one time, tens of thousands of people? So, yeah, and, <laughs> and a lot of buildings are the same, you know, physically. It's sure. just the way... Yeah. It's just the way people build. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do is I chop and change and I move around between different types of building to keep it fresh in my mind. And any idea that I have, I jot it down and then I, I go back when I feel up to doing yet another you know, surf's cottage <laughs> or whatever. Because um, a lot of buildings were basically two stories in an attic. Mm -hmm. They would have um, a parlor which is kind of like a, a living room, dining room, reception, all in one. They would have the kitchen on the other side of that. They would have stairs or a ladder up to the second floor, which would be one bedroom or two bedrooms, um, one bedroom and a, and a storage room or spare room or something. And then again, they would have a ladder up to the, the loft area, which was often used as well. They used every bit of square footage mm -hmm. they, they yeah. could. Um, but they do tend to all follow the same layout. So it is difficult, but I think I'm managing. Okay. I, I mean, it sounds interesting to me. I just, I, I like to think I have an imagination, but I think if I had to do even like a hundred different houses or, and, and I'm not talking different layouts. I'm just talking like, okay, I want this house to be different, even if it looks the same than that one over there. And in fact, I need it to be more different because the layout's the same. After about, I don't know, 10 or 15 of those things, well, I'd be, my imagination would be drained. Well, okay, so it's it's not necessarily in the book for you, but I know how many people lived there, what they did for a living, um, 
you know, how wealthy they were. So all of that informs me on what I need to put in there. Okay. And and how they might have gone about surviving, what their reaction might have been, where they might have gone for help. Yeah, all of those. Mm -hmm. I, I know it. It's not necessarily in the book directly, but you know, if you if you break into um a blacksmith's apprentice, you know, if he's got a room, a boarding house, and you break into his room, maybe you'll find some of his tools mm -hmm. or, or something. Um, yeah, and there'll be different clothes in the cupboard, uh, it, all of that kind of stuff. So it might not be explicit, but it's all there, and that helps me figure out how every single building is is different. Every single room is different. Gotcha. So for wannabe uh, game designers out there, look how deep you got to go in order to make something interesting <laughs> that's that thick. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to a 500-page book. I like my bigger fat books there back there. Uh, let's see. Doo -doo -doo. So one of the things we haven't touched upon yet, but I, I heard you talking about it yesterday, so I'm going to ask you, you know, obviously don't spill what you don't want to spill. Uh, but uh, so how, how does the idea of gifts and corruption work? on the characters in this game? So, so like I said, magic is kind of in the background. If you are a ritual magician uh, or, uh, or a witch, we talk about the cunning folk. That's um, cunning comes from kenning, comes from knowledge and was a term generally for anyone who knew a little bit of herbalism or, or, or magic or whatever. But in this world, if you are a ritual magician or a, a witch, in inverted commas, that's probably why you've been thrown in the city, because we, we can't be having with any of that nonsense. Um, but you might make pacts with, with powers, particularly if you're a ritual magician, you might make a pact with a demon in order to get a gift. So instead of getting a spell, you might make a deal with belly owls or someone to teach you the language of the birds, and then you'll be able to speak to and, and command birds. Or they might grant you a talisman that will protect you from a certain kind of harm. So that's how you build up your, your, your magical characters, but you're constantly at threat of being corrupted by that. Um, yeah, you're making of, deals of with demons. You're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Uh, it, even, even becoming sort of demonic yourself, or or manifesting a third nipple, or you know some kind of telltale <laughs> sign that you are no a longer third nipple. In, you had in, to go back in, to the in, well, didn't you? Jeez. In God's well, good graces. Now we know why he was actually hanging from the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, I, I like the concept of that. I didn't think, I thought that Ravenloft pulled that out cartoonishly, but I thought that other games, and what's funny is I always remember this stuff when I'm walking around the house, but I can't remember right now. Um, I played a couple of games that had uh, you know, uh, corruption in it, and corruption was not only meaningful in mechanics, but it made you look like, you know, you started getting, not lizard skin, that was, but, you know, you started getting these effects, uh, like, you know, your, your eyes just didn't look right. It was always a peripheral effect that just made, that creeped everybody out, but you couldn't put your finger on it. God, I wish I could remember what the name of that game was. I remembered it yesterday too, but uh, I, I it's like- It's an old trope, sir, but it checks out. Well, usually it's overdone nowadays. Like it's too blatant, like, oh, look at him. He's got claws, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, if, no. you, if you look at something like Conan, for example, all the magicians in that are all wizened and hunched and, mm -hmm. you know, ridden with, with all manner of diseases and other things because they've expended their life force on the magic. There was a game DCC, called the, I think. Sorry, go on. 
Mm. So it's a game called Riddle of Steel, uh, mm -hmm. obviously taking from Conan, though the game itself wasn't very Conan-esque. But the magicians in that, you had to sacrifice years of your life to cast spells, which was an interesting you know, way of controlling the, it, but allowing you to make big sacrifices to do big effects if you wanted to. Yeah, I tried to. Uh, I actually ran a play test with Heathen Dog a bunch of years ago with Riddle of Steel because I own it, and uh, we. I know it's supposed to be realistic, but we didn't really like the combat in it. It was. <laughs> oh, well. uh, Crafty, we'll we'll get to your question in a little bit. Um, we, we will ask it. Uh, do, do, do. let's see. So did, did I did I answer your question about yeah yeah what I, makes I mean, the zombies I, interesting? Uh, sure. Well, what makes the zombies interesting? Also, the the the. Uh, Gifts and corruption. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect you to spill everything. I mean, you're still one. You're yeah. still making it, and two. Hey, there's got to be surprise for people who get it. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will say it's not all zombies. Not all zombies are the same, and there are aspects of the game and what raised the dead that are more mythosy. Ah. Well, look, it's called Whitechester. There better be whites in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got a couple more. I think they'll blend together, though. Generally speaking, it's about the exploration survival side. So one of the things that I've been falling in love with recently are games like Year Zero Engine, um, Westmart, whatever the hell it's called, D&D, &D, uh, you know, things like that that have simplified but a specific rule system in place for the survival mechanic so it isn't just like yeah, yeah yeah, go to the store and buy stuff no no you have to make sure that you a lot some time some money some effort into surviving now this is going to be even more so because the supplies are going to be incredibly scarce so can you talk about any of the sort of mechanics that you have uh in play for this that uh at least on a, on an interest level to have me going hmm D, &D 5e might actually be something i try to pick up now if not for this alone yeah, um, I haven't quite nailed down the full survival um, yeah. rules yet, but I, see, it's tricky because you don't want to get bogged down mm -hmm. too much in, okay, did you clean your wounds after that combat? How much food have you got left? Oh, what's the calorie count? Yeah, you don't, you don't want to go into that much detail, but you just want to know, did you have enough food? Did you have enough water? Did you have enough sleep? Those sorts of things. That's that. That's that's more important than getting bogged down in details. Um, so, a mechanic I have used in other games, just sort of imported and put on top. So, when we talk about supplies, we talk about person days of of food and water. So, we've got enough supplies to support three people for ten days, and then you can easily divide that out over different numbers. If you have someone else join your your group or someone dies. Oh, great. We get more rations. Joe's wound infected, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't quite pinned it down, but I think it'll be something simple like that and probably something like gaining levels of exhaustion each day you go without food or water or, or sleep, some, something like that. Any sort of psychosis or fear mechanic uh, where, where you just eventually possibly lose your shit? Um, and whether it's a Palladium style or a Cthulhu style or, or just anything like that built into it? Yeah, Grimdark has ways of handling that. But increasingly, I have been really dissatisfied with fear and madness rules because they feel so kind of arbitrary. 
um, especially in older games. Yeah, you lose your mind. Let's roll on a random table. Okay, uh, you just saw Great Cthulhu rise from the deep, and now you're a transsexual. But it, it just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? Why? Why would I become a transsexual from from seeing Cthulhu? To be fair, a lot of the more modern games have right. been a bit less politically incorrect about the ways you can you can go mad, but it's just not satisfying. So what I tend to do now is, okay, we have a system that tells you when you're terrified or mad, but you get to decide ahead of time in which ways your character's psyche might fracture and how you react to sheer terror. For people who are uncomfortable yeah. with that, do you provide good uh, good system in there, like good ideas, like, hey, consider these these concepts or these ideas when your character starts to go down that path? Yeah. Wait, wait. Excellent. This isn't just the player saying, "Oh, I would go crazy this way." It's it's the player and the game master deciding together. Yeah. Right? So okay, good. Because I don't, I don't give players agency. Screw them. <laughs> so say you've got a character who I, I don't know um, has always had their head in books. They're they're a, a wizard or a scholar or something. <laughs> you encounter something utterly terrifying. Maybe you're just gonna intellectualize it maybe you're just going to become suddenly very vulcan and, and yeah. rational and logical about the whole thing which is it's still a form of mechanism, right it's, it's a mechanism it's still a form of insanity you might not be empathetic towards the other people in your party you might not help them you're you're focused on trying to figure out what the hell is going on and, and i feel why like he's describing me right now possible <laughs> and okay. you know you might you might think it's clever to say, oh, well, if, if I get terrified, I go berserk and I attack the source of my fear. It's not always going to be a good idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, some, someone would go Vulcan and on the other end, someone would keep trying to martyr themselves be, because they, they, they feel it's the only way to, to, uh, to uh, atone yeah. for whatever transgression put them here. Yeah. You know, so they're the, constantly the, the, trying to throw their life away for no good reason. Yeah. Which is but the player. But the player decides. The player does still have a, a degree of agency. They're not completely robbed of it in a way that they typically are. Because it is dissatisfying when you completely lose control of your character. So here, what I want to happen is, okay, you've decided the way in which you go mad. You've decided the way in which you manifest fear. We've agreed on that. So now I can trust you to do that. And I don't have to take away control of your character. You can continue to play it, but in this new mode. I think as long as that there are good examples in there, and, and it seems just reading your past work, that's something you would do naturally anyway. Uh, as long as there's some good examples in there, I, I like the sound of that mechanic because, you know, as as one person, I can only think of so much. And pretty soon things become redundant and stale. All of a sudden you come out with something completely out of the box. You know, maybe I say that everybody goes all Hudson and aliens, you know, oh, you want some, you want some, you know, and that's, uh, you know, that game becomes boring. After a while, you know, I, I like I'd be scared of the Vulcan guy, the person who just snaps to the point of just being dead. eye kind of like a full metal jacket. Yeah, just starts, you know, yeah, I, I would be more afraid of that person. So I, I, I like, OK, so it sounds like, there, again, 500 pages. There has to be a lot of thought put into this. So I guess the, the last thing is that I want to kind of segue into or is uh, I, I supposed to be part of the last question, but I didn't ask it right is. Uh, how survivable is the game? Is it one of those games where ultimately you're going to lose 
It's just how long you can live or is there is there kind of an end state? I won't call it victory condition, but, you know, an end state where you either do make it out or yeah, the campaign ends. I, I don't like I don't like that ending. I actually want some sort of ending. Either we win or we die or, you know, it's a stepping stone from this point onto the greater part of the campaign okay, slash okay. world or whatever. Let's let's simplify that. Is there a way to get out? Yes. Okay. Um, there, I mean, then, the, then that technically can be everyone's win condition, right? Yes. yes. Or you could purge the entire city of all the undead and, that seems and find, that find seems the much harder. <laughs> yeah, that that could happen. Um, yeah, there's there's a variety of different ways you you could. You but could it isn't win. just a game that you're you're meant to die, and let's just see how long you last. No, no, that's no, awesome. It's not, okay. it's not Tomb of Horrors. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's always the the survival games, and many of them get to the point where you are now self sufficient. You, as long as you don't make any stupid decisions, are going to survive in perpetuity. You know, you have your food growing, you have you have your your energy needs met, you have uh, you have your your safety needs met, all this stuff, and you are now on autopilot survival wise as long as you don't make any stupid decisions you are going to live forever is that not a thing in this game is there always going to be danger no matter how far you progress survival wise so there are other factions which might become jealous and try to take what you have so, so you'll be forced to deal with them or come to a deal with them there are always new prisoners coming through the gate which can disrupt the equilibrium I mean, you can imagine if a unit of soldiers tried to desert or, or mutiny and they were all shoved through the gate at the same time, then you've got an organized foe who knows how to fight mm -hmm. and may have even fought the dead before during the Rising. So that's going to be a problem. Um, I don't like being a capricious dick to players, <laughs> but you might get a blight on your crops, which would make things... You know, horrible sure. again. After all, this land is not made for farming. It has no, no, no. It's yeah. not. And I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, fresh water will be mostly from rain, and you can easily yeah. make a drought. Yeah. But there, there is a river, but it's not going to be yeah, very I fresh yeah. unless you expend an <laughs> awful lot of effort clearing it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So there's always something that can disrupt the equilibrium that you create, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Right, right. I mean, you will live longer, but it is nothing. You, you can't get to the point where where the the gears cannot be screwed with. You know, like you, you, you've yeah. created this survival mechanism that is invulnerable. That doesn't happen. No, there, there's okay. intelligent foes. There's rival groups. There's new prisoners. If you've managed to establish a foothold in the in the city to that extent, then the authorities might send soldiers in thinking, oh, OK, it's survivable now. Maybe we can finally get rid of the dead and reclaim the city and, and send all you buggers to the gallows or, or America. <laughs> because we, no, don't we would kill anymore. you one way, oh but now God. we're going to finish it. <laughs> oh my God. To, to any future player out there, here you go. Give yourself this foothold real or imaginary. Get messages out through the guards. <laughs> make, make sure they're obvious. Like you are taking over the city and murdering all they will open the gate. They, they will send troops in trying to reclaim the city. You kill them. <laughs> take their garb. Come out. They're like, no, it was lies. Come out. Like, no, I'm Jesse, I swear. And they come out. <laughs> and then you escape. <laughs> there it is. See, you there's a plan. Open the door for you. <laughs> 
Well, I, I like the sound of that because it's not just going to kill you. You know, it, there, that isn't the end state is ultimate death. But at the same time, there isn't the end state of we win, which becomes boring. Let's be honest. That becomes boring as well. Like, oh, look, we're X level and nothing can hurt us in here anymore. You know, let's go. Let's go back to our safe place inside the zombie filled city of nasty. You know, <laughs> yeah. So that that's good. I, I, I like the sound of that. OK, before we get to uh, comments and so forth, because there were a couple questions in comments. Is there anything that whether on our stream or anybody's stream, whatever, that you have not had a chance to mention about the game that you're like, man, if somebody just asked me this or if I could just get this one thing out, I know I would sell, you know, a million and five more copies of this. Uh, I think that's pretty good questions by you and everyone else I've talked to, actually. Um, I mean, I guess an underserved question is how do you know about all this stuff and how has the history worked out? Look at him. You um, lived it. You <laughs> <laughs> lived it, wow. Mm. So, I, I mean, I studied history. It's set in the sort of local area in which I live. It's based on some of the local cities and areas that I know about, uh, particularly Winchester, Salisbury, Canterbury, uh, places like that. Um, and I've built the whole city up from when it was a Stone Age settlement. <laughs> Though, again, you're not going to necessarily see it. No, no. But I, but, but I know. How the sausage is made type stuff. Yeah. It's if you want to build an organic city, you have to consider its 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 past as well as its present and you know, how it's built up over over time. So that that's all in it. And I know five hundred pages sounds daunting. Sounds awesome. But, but this is actually something that you can just pick up and play with almost no preparation because it's all laid out for you. Player decisions, player action. Uh, players being, you know, protagonists and doing stuff is how the game happens, and everything is there laid out for the games master. So, okay, wait. After you say that, I have a question. What if the players decide to be the warlord? You know, what if they decide that that to survive they need to be the bad guy? Do you have mechanics to handle that? Um, I don't think that's something that's necessarily. That would rely on mechanics. I mean, they would have to browbeat or kill, or otherwise get the other survivors on board with them. Um, and then it's just it's just a matter of role play, really. Okay. All right. So, so you don't um, have to be the good guys. You don't have to be the bad guys. You can just be folk. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put into the book um, a notation system, so for a games master, you'll know if the players have already been there. If they've killed the zombies that were there, what supplies they took, what supplies they didn't take, so it's easy to revisit locations without okay. them having without them being reset. Um, so you can you will actually be encouraged to make I don't know little pencil marks in in the book to show how it's yeah. been used. So it it can evolve and change over time. Right, well. right. I mean, the the first time they went here, they may have taken the the jerky and and the the jugs of wine but they didn't open this 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 cupboard that had yeah. a that had a child zombie in it and and yeah. they didn't take the scissors from the dresser whatever yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean as, as a games master however talented you are you're not going to remember everything to that kind of minutiae of detail but if you've got a list of what there is there to loot and you can just tick off what they take and leave what they haven't then if they circle back around to that area you know right mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of how you did your Cthulhu game, your one shot? Yes. 
Yes, I've, I've, everything they, they, they could have taken, everything they could have had, I had, and I checked off, you know, what they did take, what they could have taken, what they didn't take, and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's see if we can get this funded. You're a little over halfway there now. That's awesome. 48 days left. Let's let's push that over oh. the edge. Up. Oh, wow. That, uh, that first number was a one last time I looked. <laughs> well, <laughs> look at that. I, I could be wrong. And I don't, I don't want to give credit where it's not due. <laughs> no, but I think actually, uh, if I were, if I noticed when you were on Aaron the Pedantic yesterday, that uh, uh, that bumped up a little bit afterward. So okay, yeah, yeah, that has and um, it's gone so, up a bit today. Yeah, good on Aaron. Cool. And uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we, let's surpass it. Let us let Legion of Myth get this crap <laughs> funded for Grim. Let's do it. I back. I didn't back it from the Legion Myth account, so you're not gonna see it here. But I did back it from my personal account, and uh, so I will be getting a copy and a second copy of Grimdark uh, of this. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. Uh, guess with that, I want to kind of go back to chat here because there were a couple questions in there, and I don't want them to scroll back too far. I know Crafty. crafty yeah. Uh, so did uh, Von Zark. So did Shares. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find Crafty's. Basically, he asked how you can avoid like the Tieflings and and flying. Cre uh oh. I can't. I can't find it now. It. I think I remember that question. Um, so even though it's built for five E, the default setting is seventeenth century England, where there weren't tieflings. And so is a human centric then. Yeah, very very okay. much so. So this is um, a pure setting book then. This isn't yeah. just a and you know let's do the like an adventure for for five E. This is its own standalone setting. Yeah. But it's relatively easy to do it just as a, as a straight 5e location adventure if you wanted to. And then I would suggest that anyone who tries to levitate or fly out just gets shot down by the guards. That's how I would, <laughs> so I would deal with that. Or you just let them escape and say, fine, you're gone. Make up a new character who can't fly. And, uh, you, <laughs> and you get brought into the prison. <laughs> so. Oh my God! I, I I really wanted to find specific. I hope that answered your question, Crafty. If not, I can't scroll back far enough in this thing to pop it up on the screen. You um, can always re-ask re -ask it if um. If I mean, I can find you. Ask her if well, he has guidelines yeah, in the book. In, to in stop. the meantime, Von Zark asks: Are there higher functioning power players in, in the city? Uh, vampires, liches, mad scientists. Yeah. Well, uh, he he did talk about that. Uh, uh, the whole uh, 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 ritualistic magicians, or witches. Yeah who would have packs and stuff so that they would have power. So that, that, that would be, you know, your, your medieval equivalent of mad scientists, I guess, you know, because well, they would have power and abilities beyond those, what normal people would have. Yeah. And it is the dawn of the age of reason um, with Newton publishing his Principia and, and, and so on. Um, again, I don't want to give away too much, but you know, this is the same sort of time as the founding of the Royal Society, which was really the dawn of Western science. So you can expect some of that incorporated into it. Ooh, do I see the beginnings of the Golden Dawn? <laughs> uh, so let's, da, 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 what do we have here? So about how much of the books are maps? Um, much of the book? There we go. I guess there will be i still need to find a cartographer actually i expect there'll be a double spread of the whole city then there'll be each region uh, but because as we were discussing earlier a lot of the buildings were built in the same way um, you can use a kind of generic map for a lot of different buildings 
so it's less mappy than you might think it would be. And and of course, if you have good descriptions of the houses, a, a game master can just make any old map or, or just reuse the same map over and over again. If you say it's two floors with a loft and somebody's hanging from a ceiling, I think I can handle that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, it, doesn't, no. it really doesn't matter if it's a ladder or a stair in this one, right? Yeah, well, to be fair, though, I mean, uh, in, in many neighborhoods, even, even here, uh, there are three to five different designs for the oh, house. God, get about two blocks away from your house and they're all the same. They're all, yeah, two or, you know, three, three or five different designs in a, in a two mile square area of, of a residential, you know, and they're all these five designs, you know, these three designs, each house is the same design. It's just, th this is house two, 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 one, a, you know, like, or, or three, eight, five, four, seven, you know, like, and it's going to have different stuff inside, but it's got the same layout. Yeah. If you want a model of how the mapping will probably end up working, the old Night City source book for Cyberpunk 2020 is kind oh. of a, an inspiration for that side of it. Brings back uh, a memory. Yeah. Dragon was asking when it'll be released. Uh, on or before February next year, the main reason for raising the money is that so it, so that I can take the time to fully concentrate on the book, which is about two-thirds, three-quarters written already um, to, to get it done without having to worry too much about money or putting out other product during that during that time. And any excess money will go on more illustrations, making it look better. Okay. We got a couple of questions that are very similar, so I'm going to pop them both up. Uh, first one is, how big is the city? And the next one is, how much of the book is concerning the details and the layout of the city? Yeah, what, uh, okay. what, what, what are the dimensions of, of, a, of a city like this at this time? Don't you, you have know? Google Maps? Go look it up. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, no, no, no. He, he, he said some key things. It was a port. It had... It had there's a river. Banks. What's that? It's not, it's not a port, but there's a river going through it. There, there, there's a, there's a river, so there, 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 was, there was probably some kind of uh, boat traffic through it. So it yeah. was at, at, at least a small merchant area. It had banks, which I, I imagine every city didn't have banks plural yeah right so it, it it'd be kind of large but what is a kind of large city on a river in this time period so i mean a cathedral helps in real right. history it's it's largely but not entirely based on the city of winchester which at this point in history was on the decline and only had about a population of, of four thousand or so but other cities of comparable size had populations of like ten to twelve thousand, and that's mm -hmm. that's the sort of size that I'm that I'm looking at. Okay, so how how big would that city? Like, how much did they have to wall off? Uh, like, I don't remember offhand. I do have it worked out somewhere. Our, our, our American viewers, square, square miles would be good. Br bring um, up the uh, the conversion. How many acreage? <laughs> Let me see if I can find the information I used to work it out. Just uh, it'll take me a second. Oh my god! You you didn't want to get the sausage making heathen dog. Look what you're making him do now. It's not me. It's Indigo <laughs> Dragon. Let's bring it up again. There it is. See. <laughs> I I didn't think he needed the exact hectare size. <laughs> I uh. Looks, uh, I, I think this is right. It sounds kind of right, but about 150 to 200 acres. Okay. Not not huge. No. But it, but, but if you uh, pack if you pack a lot of people in that area, you get a lot of sun. Well, yeah, that but that's what would happen, right? Oh, uh, some of it is going to be forested area, right? And some of it is a river. So uh, all of the all of the housing 
and and shops and stuff are going to be packed very densely inside yeah. the wall do you think there'd be a lot of forested area there well there has to be because the, the the british love their forested area so you would have a place in the center of town or near the center of town where where there would be some kind of uh uh you know uh organic area with lots of trees and and probably decorate not decorations but you know uh fake fountains or or yeah. uh, stuff like that there's parks the wealthier houses and mansions have gardens which will have trees in them and there's a, a a few trees around here and there in like public squares and things all right uh i don't see any more questions coming in so i mentioned the exploration aspect you incorporate well, here let me just put it up on the screen uh, do you incorporate old school wandering encounters and the ability to pacify entire hexes Someone asked something about the layout of the book as well, which we didn't answer. Um, Did I miss it? Yeah, it's 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 somewhere between a dungeon and a hex crawl, so it's not divided up into hexes, but there are wandering encounters um, of fairly wide severity. So keep in mind, running away is always an option. <laughs> um, so yeah, the layout. Most of it is the layout of the city and the book and the um, buildings and the descriptions of the buildings and some of the more specific monsters or creatures or individuals who might be hanging out in a particular area. But that part of the book is pretty, you could convert it to any game you wanted, really. Um, but then I'll have the full on monster statistics and appendices of like handouts and more information and so on at the end so it goes kind of introduction primer to the period of history primer to the city and how it's used the city itself divided up by district um and then the appendices with the creatures and advice all the game information the game specific yeah. information right awesome i i have nothing else and so let me just make sure because I wrote stuff on like 18 different pages here. Nope, that that's either Heathen Dog asked it, Chad asked it, or I asked it. So uh, awesome. Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm going to give a few seconds here just for chat to pop in another question. While we're doing that, I'm going to play your video one more time. Groovy. Ouch, that was loud. I always forget to... Do, do, do. Let's share it. I guess I have to share it this way. I don't like doing this because I tend to get an echo if somebody doesn't mute. Oh, well, I'm going to mute screen share. I wasn't saying you specifically, but it might be. <laughs> you shouldn't get any echo of me. So. All right. It's probably me. I'm echoing myself because, you know, I'm that important. I need to hear myself twice. <laughs> and here we go. In the year of our Lord, 1666, came the Annus Mirabilis, the year of miracles. The plague returned. London endured the great fire. England went to war with the Dutch. Newton upended an advanced natural philosophy. Amongst those miracles came the comet that raised the dead. England, still recovering from the Civil War and in the throes of the Restoration, was the hardest hit. Still, over the course of a year, the grizzled veterans of decades of war were able to put the dead back into the ground save Winchester, the city, which was lost, overrun, walled in, and made into a prison for damned souls. 
resurrected as Whitechester. It is 1667, and you are condemned. May God have mercy on your soul. Back Whitechester on Indiegogo for more information, cheap and free products, and a chance to shape the city of Whitechester. Whitechester will be a 500-page city crawl for 5th edition D&D, Grimdark 5th edition, and hopefully Morkborg and the OSR. Spread the word. All right. I really hope you get that OSR because <laughs> I don't have Morkborg, although it, it, I keep thinking it is about funded it. for that now. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Initially, they were stretch goals, um, but I used them as enticements to do like sprints of a okay. certain amount of money ahead of time. So, yeah, all of those are unlocked. Sweet. Okay. But not powered can... by the apocalypse. <laughs> not powered by the apocalypse. $3 million people, $3 million. We, we are going to have an episode sometime in the future when you're not horribly busy to talk about that. I'm, I'm always interested in why people like something or why people dislike something, which is why I opine, give my opinions all the time about that stuff. Um, because it, it, I don't know, I just like to know why, you know, what works for people and what doesn't work for people when it comes to the genre. But alrighty then, I think we are about done with segment one here. Let me show uh, some more links for Grim one more time here. Share screen, because, you know, I just love to do this share screen thing. That's, that's all it is. Um, share. And let's go to here. Got his YouTube channel. I will copy and paste the link for that again into chat. It will be in the description if you're watching later. Indigo Dragon says he likes Powered by the Apocalypse. I... I, I Jewish. I, I like it in the same like way Kurt's that dad. You don't completely hate it. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a love or a hate thing. I understand. You know, there's some aspects about it I think are neat. I just, I could play it for like one to three times, but I could never picture myself playing it for a year, a year or a month. Yeah. It, it frustrates me is the main thing, I think. And it's the people who love it are very evangelical, which is annoying. Well, that's my problem with Traveler. Yeah. I, I want to love Traveler, but everybody acts like you have to be an MIT engineer and enjoy every one of their stupid charts and tables and, and uh, you know, in order to be acceptable in the community of the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to have a series on Traveler coming up here in the next couple of months. As a side project, little little tease right there. All right, so I put uh, the, the things into chat there. So we have Grim Jim's YouTube channel where he talks about games, politics, analysis, and humor with a U because he's a dirty Brit. Ah. <laughs> Actually, aren't we the dirty ones? I don't know. Um, but uh, Your celebrities are dirty because they don't wash. <laughs> oh, that's just the celebrities? <laughs> Apparently, it's the whole thing. Why, why am I seeing... RPG Digest. What's why not looking at your channel? Here, let's go to your hey. videos. Unless you did a reaction video to us and I didn't see it. No, <laughs> oh, there we go. Here are Grimm's videos. As yeah. you can see, whole time I, I love how the fact, you know, they, they tell you, and you can see it from us, you know, have the same similar background so people can identify your videos every time, so on and so forth. I don't know, but I like how you put your stuff together, even though it's not the same every time. <laughs> yeah, I do I do YouTube wrong. Uh, I talk about lots of different things, so that's not how you're supposed to do it. But right, uh, yeah, we, we suffered for that in the past, yes. and, and I still refuse to to get a second channel. So, because I don't want to have to try to build up to a thousand subscribers again. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we also have a post. Why did I hate when I hit that button? Whatever. Uh, Post-mortem.com. You already put it in. You're good. I know. Uh, Postmortem Studios, where you can get story games and role-playing games and card games and a whole ton of other stuff here. Some feature products. Go to his Teespring store. Get a shirt. Teespring kicked me off. Okay. <laughs> what did you do? I'll tell you after the stream. Okay. <laughs> I will tell you oh, this. The shirt is still on our other store. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and, of course, Postmortem Studios. Uh, where you blog? Oh I don't. God, I can't believe you actually asked this. I don't get in this RPG a day. Thing. Is there an X card mechanic for undead? <laughs> no, but but X's appear in their eyes when you slaughter them. There you go. Good job. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask: Are you going to use the art that's in the uh, or the stylized uh, art that's in the the video for the book? The yes, that's some of the stuff that awesome. has already been submitted. So that's uh, Rob Necronomicon. It's one of the artists. He does that kind of angular, very dark woodcut looking stuff. Really? He's been commenting on a lot of our videos recently. So he's now going to hear a shout out for him right here. Thank you for all your comments as well. He's, he's, a, he's a good dude. Um, and yeah, well worth using if you find his style uh, appropriate. I sell some of his stuff as stock art on, uh, okay. on, on drive-through. Uh, yeah, for... And, for, and for this genre, I, I I like I I don't know. There's there's something about I hate using the darkest dungeon term because it's not you know it was long before then. But I just like that look. I, mm. I always have when it comes to uh, you know anything rotten, necromantic, uh, you know horror. No horror, horror's too big. But you, you get what I'm saying. Kind of the yeah. the disease ridden zombie horror filled type. I, I just love that kind of uh, yeah. that kind of art. And the other artist you saw in the trailer was uh, Brad McDevitt, who's worked in the industry for an absurd number of years. And he loves his zombies, and he's really good at them. He, he was practically paying me to work on the project. That's so. awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, I've already backed it. I'm going to be getting it. I can't wait for the 500 pages. You know, I might have to convert a couple of zombies to a different undead at some point, maybe a ghast. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I, and I really do. I hope that people do back it. Um, yeah, you know, I have to be very judicious about my money now. Now that I'm paying for a house and all this nonsense, but this was something I had to get. Any final comments, Eden Doug? No, we've gone through everything. I mean, it 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 looks great. I mean, uh, from uh, all of my questions that I had watching the watching the trailer uh, have been answered. And uh, like, subscribe, and share not only our video, but of course, you know, grim stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you've got and, any more. Uh, yeah questions you can leave them in the comments on this video because that'll get these guys more hits and i'll come back and answer them yep. in the comments when i can great and when, as heathen dog knows and actually i think uh, the last couple of times you were on uh, we did anytime there's a a, a question i couldn't answer or i knew it was directed to i just send it to him in discord hey hey you might want to check this out heathen dog gets that stuff almost every I day get it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, i can't answer this did you answer that warrior mage rogue question no, of course not. I'd have to go back. <laughs> hey, three years ago. <laughs> I, I, I never actually played the game. I read it for a week. I read the whole thing. So, you know, at the time I was very knowledgeable, but three years have passed and I haven't looked at the book again. So I can't answer specific questions, which that was a very specific. It was a very specific question. <laughs> You're supposed to memorize everything. Um, well, I mean, the, you know, the, the other question you gave me was a specific Palladium question, yeah. but I played Palladium for years, so I was able to answer that. It was funny so, is that he actually asked that question twice, and uh, 
he posted it in the one that he didn't complete the question on. So I just referred him in the other comment to your comment. <laughs> okay. Well, we have to do something now. Oh, by the first of all, we have to thank Grim for being here. Thank you very yeah, much. You. I, I don't know if you're interested in staying, staying on or if you've got things to do either uh, way. We're happy. Uh, absolutely. I, did, mm-hmm. I didn't get much sleep last night, so okay. I think, unfortunately I'm going to have to go, but I am interested, so I might listen in. And, and sounds sounds great. In the comments. <laughs> thank you very much for being here and classing up the show because we, we don't do that. We need somebody like you to come in and do that, and, and I really do. I'm hoping this gets funded. Um, kind of a side question, if it doesn't get funded, do you have – plans to still follow through in a different method or well so i use indiegogo for two reasons one is because kickstarter is quite censorship heavy and the second reason is they allow you to do partial funding this is going to come out regardless one way or the other and everyone who backed it is going to get something yeah one one way or the other if we don't get fully funded it'll just probably take me a, a bit longer to get it done and it won't be quite as shiny and full of art as it might otherwise be great only 499 pages yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> all right well that that's awesome i look forward to it and uh again thank you very much for being here always do appreciate it you've great channel great show and uh yeah all success man can't wait to have you back again in the future yeah happy to anytime Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. I can't uh, can't thank him enough for being here. Like uh, I always enjoy it when Grimm's on the show. So, okay. Um, yeah, so the next thing we have to talk about, before oh, we on. get into... Se- before we get into, into, into segment two and, not, your, and your question, I have to use the little... Well, good. Up. Then I'll talk about something before then, because this okay. is what I was going to talk about anyway. <laughs> All right. So, let's go share the screen, and I'll just do, I don't care, we'll just do that. Let's refresh this. All right, so starting next week, it looks like the game we're going to be covering for segment one is Battlelords of the 23rd Century. Um, I've had a couple people say they think there's some shenanigans involved in this poll, and there probably was, because I know how to break straw poll also. But you know what? That's who won. You could have broken it yourself. Actually, so it's kind of funny, because it started off with Palladium getting zero votes. Alternity was way in the lead. No, I'm sorry, Savage Worlds was way in the lead. Then it flipped around, and then Alternity was in the lead. Then Swords and Wizardry was in the lead. And I put a tweet out a few days ago, and the Battlelords people, like a bunch of the thought that they are, you play Battlelords, you know what I'm talking about, um, came in and uh, they hoarded the vote. And boom, look at this. It's going to be Battlelords of the 23rd Century. I was wrong. It wasn't 4th edition. It was 6th edition. I should have put in there, not 7th. Uh, but 6th, uh, not 4th, or 7th. But it's actually going to be 7th edition. I started reading it. And uh, yeah, because, so I do have experience. Let me unshare now. So... Starting next week, we're going to be doing Battle Lords. Actually, let me put up the little banner. Look, I already made the banner because they're so far ahead, I already knew it was going to happen. So that'll be our banner for the upcoming segment ones starting next week. But uh, so I've played this. I played it a few times. I'm by no means a master of the game. But I have played it a few times. Actually, I was in a campaign once about 20 years ago with Heathen Dog. It's actually where I got introduced to the gray guy in the bottom. Yes, he was the little... uh, (laughs) Mutsuken, um, but oh my god, seventh edition. 
I'm just going to be upfront. If anybody who voted for seventh edition is watching right now, you are not going to like what I have to say about the game. <laughs> I mean, we're going to cover it and we're going to be fair and honest about it. And, you know, we're going to go through the mechanics and, and so forth. But there are some subtle changes. I was kind of grilling Heathen Dog yesterday in Discord chat. There are some subtle changes that were made to seventh edition that I won't say woke culture, but you can tell it took a modern bent to it. And I don't like it. And I'm going to cuss you out over it. It's that simple. Um, I mean, does it, does it actually change the core mechanic of the game? Tone. It so far for me in reading the book, it changes the tone of the game. The tone. Okay. Because if you remember, Battlelords had a deadly but kind of comedic feel to it, right? Yeah. That comedy has kind of been taken out. It's it's try it's try, it, I feel by reading this now mind you I've skimmed through the book multiple times uh, since getting it but reading it word for word this is the first time me doing it I feel like it's trying to take itself too seriously and one of the reasons why I love Battlelords is because while it was a deadly seriousish game it didn't take itself so freaking seriously this one seems like it's really trying to to be the next Star Trek Star Wars uh, Stars Without Number you know whatever. While still maintaining, generally speaking, the system. I mean, it took out all mention of asparagus men for the uh, the Chitillians. Um, it's changed the history to a small degree. Um, I mean, it's funny though. Kept all the Sizerac nonsense, or Sizerac, all the Sizerac. You know, the but being only female or mostly female and male slaves and so forth. But, you know, a lot of the other things that were used as terms and whatnot were taken out. And, and just some of the commentary, like other commentary, where's the, where's the Tertillian's brain scratcher? Not mentioned a single time. Now, maybe it is later, you know, and just like an item you can buy or something. But it was kind of used as a comedic, uh, not, not necessarily comedic, um, kind a of a quirk, lighthearted maybe yeah lighthearted quirky undertone for the chitillians and because they're empaths oh and the other thing they took out with the chitillians is that they are um they used to look down on the other races because you didn't have telepathy now it just says it oh it's it's difficult for them to learn languages Could completely got rid of the whole fact that they look you know and, and it's 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 such a tonal change it's subtle and i'll be to be fair it's subtle it's but not comparing the two books side by side. It's visible. It's visible. It's somebody who who's probably knows more about the races in the book than the actual mechanics. Because I enjoyed the races in, in Battlelords 23rd Century. Yes. Um, and I don't know if it's a sign of the times kind of thing, because it isn't done by the, the same author. It looked like he licensed it out. Um, but yeah, so I am going to talk about that a little bit. Obviously, in the fundamental side, we're not going to go too deeply into that because it's about the fundamentals. It's about how to play it. But it was something that I just found disappointing. So if anybody here uh, is, is part of that uh, 7E crowd, um, just know that's coming. Uh, and you do it to yourself. What do you mean? Well, you know, remember when I said that there were games that uh, flamboozled me? over you know a certain yeah. thing that yeah. i don't like this this book's one of them oh. actually this book was the first one to really get me because i looked at sample pages and i was like oh okay cool and then i got the book and all right so that's an opinion isn't it yes it's weird that people can have opinions no because your opinions are bad <laughs> That's pretty good.
All opinions and commentary belong to the individual speaker and do not represent the legion, myth, or organization. Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations, and assumptions are often unintentionally used for simplicity and or effect. He, him, and his have long been considered neutered pronouns. Somebody tried to argue with me about that again. Look, it's a, since the middle of the 18th century, so about 1750, we've been saying he is gender neutral. Get over it. And not meant to exclude any gender. There's literally nobody alive today that was around when that wasn't a thing. Nor their grandparents. Nor their great-great-grandparents. Uh, and this content is not meant for children under the age of 13. So, oh no, not opinions. So yes. uh, this is going to be broken into two little segments here. The one is going to be based on, uh, uh, so in Discord, somebody said, please comment on this. I was like, eh, okay. Let me get the image up. Uh, I don't know if I, yeah, I can share the image. I just have to do it this way. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's my three sons. Get this picture over here. I dated myself a little bit, huh? Yes, uh, anything going on in chat because you smiled, or is that because I was doing my three sons? You're doing my three sons. <laughs> okay. And and for 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 some reason, I went back to the courtship of Eddie's father. So what the hell? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> uh, I love opinions, even the bad ones. I know, right? I'm just waiting for the picture to load now. Takes that long, huh? Apparently, it's weird. Well, it's oh, it's because it opened up in Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a high quality picture. It's just a JPEG. Well, I guess I can zoom in on it a little bit better then. Hey, what the hell? Where's my Photoshop? Hungry Ewok loves opinions, even the bad ones. Yeah. Oh, I hate sometimes hate Photoshop. Okay, we'll do that. I'm showing this through Photoshop because I don't want to show the Discord. <laughs> and we'll zoom out one time. There we go. It should become clear why I put the bubbles picture up there as soon as I share this. Okay. All right. So this is posted as a picture in, the, in, in our Discord. So some bubbles-looking dude named Logan Inman said uh said huggins all the bad things about 2e have already been said since it was first released so i assumed you knew why the system is considered inferior to 3.5 and 5e it's it's not considered inferior by anybody with half a brain but we'll get to that in a moment because because you try to make a couple of points here it is different is different the complexity of that system you're saying that ad and d 2e is more complex than something where you have to have a fucking battle map you have worry about things 5? like come on things like attacks of opportunity five foot reach or ten foot reach you're, you're telling me the ad and d 2e with what a plus one for having high ground plus four for being in the back and plus two if you're blinded i think i got oh, and, back and, and there's also a harried mechanic if you're surrounded right but whatever yeah you, you're saying so you're telling me that you can't figure out or is it just specifically you didn't want to say thaco because you didn't learn second grade math it's fucking these <laughs> fucking retards man oh but it is the complex and combined with the overly stripped down character creation system um that stripped down character creation system gives you actually infinite imagination it allows heathen dog to make a cleric and me to make a cleric that are just base clerics, not specialty priests, not anything weird, just base clerics out of the book and be two completely different characters. I don't need a set of feats. 
and 400 skills to define me is differently than heathen dogs, Claire. I have this noodle up here. It's called an imagination. Try it once. I don't need a set of rules to fucking tell me how to play character. Well, I don't know what to do. What do I, what do I, what do, I do here? Because, you know, it doesn't tell me what skills I have. Well, did you, did you think about it? Did you just decide to try to do it? Ask GM if you can make a roll. Well, because it's not written on the fucking character sheet, you don't know how to do it? <laughs> I don't know what games you're playing. Uh, it made the game less enjoyable once you played through the game a single time. Well, let me tell you about 5e. Don't even have to play it a single time. You're already bored of it. <laughs> like I did I, play I, it a single time. Are you bored of it? I the the parts I liked of it did not did not overwhelm the the parts I did not. Same here. I mean, I do like that too. The the advantage disadvantage system. I thought that was very yes. interesting. Yes. That um, good. Yep, that's where it ends. Um, <laughs> I mean, because everything else is just a generic D20 system, right? And, and I don't like 17,000 different types of Lego characters. Now, 3rd edition was worse about that than 5th edition, but just the 5th edition of Mechanic allows 17,000 characters. Now, somebody can say, well, you have all these different source books for AD&D 2nd edition. Yeah, but we had balls to tell people no. <laughs> like, somebody wanted to come out with it. I want to play, uh, uh, was it uh, um, a Spell Slayer from the Shayer's Handbook? No. Yeah. No, you're not. You know, like it was that simple. Nowadays, you try to tell somebody in fifth edition, like, I want to play this cat creature who does this weird thing, blah, blah, blah. No. What? You can't tell me no. It's, it's my agencies. It's my agencies. Uh, so over limiting had too many stacking effects. I don't remember there being too many stacking effects. There are a few things you could stack, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish you gave an example. Yeah. Uh, I, well, apparently that was done before, but even still, you don't think that min maxing your feats is that doesn't count as stacking effects yeah like come on now uh specifically talking about three five there uh to me an attacking rules that made everything too confusing what you didn't know, understand how to handle three attacks every two rounds i i, I mean i'm trying to figure out what is confusing about ad and d or ad and d second edition with this stuff Unless somebody was just homebrewing a whole ton of rules that, that and you know that go outside the scope. I mean, then you know this. It, then it's not this guy's fault. He didn't he didn't play the base game. He he played someone's you know completely redone version of of second edition. Oh, okay, <laughs> there are a couple of good chats in here. I want to I want to. Oh damn it! You made me click on Zarks. Uh, try to you play. Made me click on Zarks. And I saw a mess and Munchkin friendly. It was just got utterly bored. May as well play an MMO. That's more fourth edition, but I still agree with fifth edition. Here we go. This is what I wanted to put. Training wheels are needed on combat wheelchairs. Yes. That was awesome. Oh, man. And if you see anything else interesting to put up there while I'm reading, go ahead and do that. Uh, there's a multitude of reasons why most people either play 3, 5, or 5th edition. Almost no one still plays 2E or 4E. Now, I would, I'll get, would give you the first half of that sentence, but almost no one. I know more people that play 2E, or I'll combine 1 and 2E. Maybe that's not fair, but I don't care. Then play 3E. Pretty much everybody plays 5E. Fair. Understand. It's the popular thing du jour, and everybody wants to be the cool kid doing it and have their hair blue whatever but i know more people that play or went back to ad than play 3e there's still a few groups out there i know but most of them either play five or ad and what's your experience on that that no that's that that's exactly true i don't know anyone who who plays three three five or four anymore i don't right. i don't know any of them 
that well no a few years ago there there I, I knew a guy who still played three and three five because this 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 guy was you know super pure munchkin and he he loved you know being able to you know do the whole stacking thing that uh that uh, logan here is, is is talking about you know get just the right feats at just the right time with just the right stuff to 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 make you know this godlike barbarian character you know like whatever that's s on you i i think you're draining fun from the whole game but whatever so hey bloodworth i did see your comment on youtube earlier so thank you for coming by sorry i didn't respond back but i didn't want to i already have a bad habit of cutting people off i didn't want to do that but (laughs) thank you for coming by uh yes was it i mean it's like and yet there's primary bitch complaint why people refuse to play 4e yeah it's funny about the 4e thing where it's like we didn't mean that a design philosophy okay well it's just way too coincidental but let's get back to this uh it's just a terrible idea to go back to that system. And the fact that I have needed to explain why that's a bad idea shows a lack of intelligence on your part. No, uh, see that he's this, this person is now hating people for having a preference. Well, I'm going to do that later, but go on. Okay. Yeah. Which, which has, has no basis in, in, in fact, it's just your opinion. You, Mm -hmm. you're, you're calling people stupid because they like something that you don't, Mm -hmm. you can, that's fine, but don't expect me to agree with you. Absolutely. Right. And stop taking the second part of the segment. Sorry. (laughs) We're not moved there. No, you're, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Dungeons and Dragons, all Watsy versions of Dungeons and Dragons are crap. I, I absolutely do. And I've said that since I had either the first little book that came out or the playtest material, whatever the hell it was back then, that I had of it. Uh, so, but so there's a lack of intelligence on your part. The fact that you couldn't figure out and thought that AD&D 2E was too hard, I'm not sure the intellectual problems yeah. are on the other person. I think they're on you, buddy. Specifically speaking, because I know it gets a couple people butthurt when I say these words, I'm going to say them. Uh, you're a retarded waterhead baby. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's the little hole right there, and it drained it out. Bloop. Yeah, you did. Okay. The goal of D and D is to be easily gra- is to be an easy easily. Oh my God, I can't read. The goal of D and D is to be an easily graspable system to grow the player base. That is not the goal of D and D. That's the goal of Watsi. Now, yes. Watsi creates D&D. The goal of D&D is to be mechanics that you can use to play in a fantasy realm. A little yeah. bit different. Yeah, I, I, I would say that the goal of the D20 system is to be easily graspable by everyone. And that, that's, that's why Watsi, you know, touted it so hard. Because if everyone plays it, then everyone's going right. to, you know, at least try D&D. Because they know how to play it. The thing is, is, is it, we've talked about in other episodes in the past. This is Watsy D and D isn't D and D. It's the name D and D, yes, but it is not. See, Dungeons and Dragons has a spiritual feel to it. Mm-hmm. It has, it has, it has. That's the only way I can say it. It has a feel, and that was completely stripped away with third edition. Yeah, is it D and D in name? Yes, absolutely. They own the they own the name. They own the IP, but it isn't D and D. It's Watsy role playing, and, and and that's the main crux of my argument when it comes to things like, well, you can't say it's not D&D. Yeah, I actually can, because D&D has a feel to it. Even Earthdawn, with all of its changes from 1st to 4th edition, still feels like Earthdawn. 
other game, uh, Cyberpunk had, had multiple editions at the beginning. Still felt like Cyberpunk. I can't speak to Shadowrun anymore because um, I don't collect it, but for at least... Yeah, they expanded the timeline a little bit, added some more character class and whatnot, and had some rule changes, but it still felt like Shadowrun, at least through third edition. Hmm. D&D does not feel like Dungeons & Dragons anymore. It feels like generic RPG X123, whatever your ISBN number is that you want to sell this week. That's all it feels like, a generic RPG. Great for sales. Great probably for marketing, but not great for instilling something that makes you want to feel attached to it. Uh, not gatekeep against people by reinstituting an old system under which the player base declined. The player base didn't decline it. Watsy declined it. I don't know anybody when third edition came out said, oh, thank God, it's finally a game I can play. Nobody said that. Some people said that there were some improvements. Some people said they didn't like it. What else? But nobody, the player base hasn't declined it. Not at all. It's just, it's popularized. Third edition was kind of popularized because that's when the internet was starting to grow. Yes, I know the internet came up before then, but you know what I'm saying. And fifth edition really got popularized because of celebrities and so forth. It's not because the rule system, if these same celebrities went out and played AD&D second edition or first edition with the same fervor that they play fifth edition, you would have the same number of people playing it. Now, I can't prove that because it will never happen. But it's it's the marketing of the now. And then you add on the coof on top of that and so on and so forth. People locked up. They're just going to play what everybody's playing. So, anyway. The, uh, it, <laughs> so, yeah, this little bubbles, this little bubbles motherfucker right here. Dude. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> it's, it's too complex. I can't figure it out. <laughs> No, it's just it doesn't have encyclopedic rules that you can look up and go, No, I'm master. It says right here. Fucking dipshit. The, <laughs> the one thing that I truly, truly liked about 5e that I didn't feel was, uh, was in place in, in uh, AD&D 2nd Edition was uh, there were just some uh, classes that you couldn't play very well they didn't play well uh for for example in second uh, edition yeah you're, you're uh, absolutely right because they didn't play test the game lorraine wouldn't let them yeah i mean it it, it it didn't play well like there there were a lot of specialist wizards that you you couldn't fit into your average group and and be able to survive your average adventure now in in the fifth edition game i played i played a diviner which in a, in a second edition game would be would, worthless. Would be left behind. That's the person <laughs> you pay for, pay as a henchman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that that's what NPCs are for, right? Oops. I mean, that's what it. Is. But uh, the the way fifth edition is, you you can customize it enough to where the diviner is now a an, an a, a valuable addition to the group. You can be functional. I'm not I'm not saying you're you're crunched. No, definitely not. But you're you're not a lodestone. You're not a weight on right. the entire group like so, you would so, be in second edition. So the benefit of third and fifth edition with the Lego characters and so is the fact that yes, you can come up more with what you want to do. But you could do that in first and second. Well, mostly second edition. Second edition really expanded the whole kid idea and so forth. Yeah. But you could still do that with first edition. It was more about your imagination. Hey, I want to play a fighter, but I want to do these things. There was really nothing in there to say no. As long as it fit within the mechanics of the game, you just had to have the imagination to do it. 
in in second edition, they codified a lot of it with all the kits. And I'll still say the kits are are preferable and better than the Lego characters, the prestige classes. And the reason I say that is because I'm a firm believer in know your role. Pick a class, stick with it. That's just the way I feel. I don't like the idea of like, I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But there's an advantage to that. And Heathen Dog hit the nail on the head with that. And that's what the whole idea of like, well, now it is codified. I don't actually have to try to research how to do this and sell it to the GM. It's codified in the game how I can do this. That part of it, I actually, I, I want to say I like, except for in all these, especially 5th edition. I, I don't remember this too much in 3rd edition, but with 5th edition, holy crap, if it's in a book, you have to accept it. Yeah, you no, understand I don't. the appeal, but not the actual uh, implementation. Implementation of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Right, and so I like the idea of there being nine hundred races and six thousand classes. What I don't like is there's an expectation that because they exist, I have to put you in my game. No, my game has four races and ten classes. That's all you're getting. Deal. I'm not playing then. All right. <laughs> all right. And Indigo says that uh, pressing classes suck the soul out of D and D, turn into a spreadsheet game. And I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I personally really, really like uh, Star Wars D20. It has prestige. It has all stuff, but it's not D&D. You know, I mean, I and the 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 way when I was playing it, the way I implemented it and and the the way the other player characters implemented it is prestige classes weren't taken to to augment certain parts of your character that were lacking in your base stat to make you the the ubermensch. But they, they were taken because in the beginning, in the we made the backgrounds for all our characters, and this was the logical path that that background would take. The that isn't how was it implemented, character. though. <laughs> no, no, yeah, oh yeah, no, most most people hate it. But the growth of the character determined the prestige class. If something significant happened in the game, that would precipitate a class change. Not, oh, I'm I'm at tenth level, and if I, if, if I want to maximize my output the little calculator watch i have to now become this this class at this level for for two levels and then switch back you know nothing like that happened it was the growth of the character and the role playing that actually mm -hmm. determined when you switched prestige classes or if you did it all i mean and then sorcerers apparently they didn't want to put psionics in third edition right away so they made sorcerers which is just it's just a sound it's just, you know you pro you planned your character out through level 20 when you created the character and i hated yeah, I that don't, i don't like that at all that is just stupid because it it completely takes out anything your character could learn in the game. And that that means you're playing a video game instead of playing a role playing game. No, but I need stop. to synergize these abilities. And, and so this asshole is saying that this was happening in second edition. I no, saw some it synergy. Wasn't. It was but not. No, but it wasn't I mean, a well, numbers. Uh, game. Hang on. Uh, the, 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 Von Zuck says the whole multi-class aspect of the issue. The thing with with multi-class in, in second edition. Uh, one, you had to be you had to be non-human, and be, and depending on what race you were, there 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 was a limit to your multi-class. You couldn't be a multi-class, uh, you know, wizard, illusionist, cleric, you know, stuff. You there there were rules for your for your multi-classing. But in a lot of of uh, fifth edition games, a lot of D twenty games, starting at what uh four three five or three, four three you could you you could you could jump from from any of of the of of the prestige classes that are really supposed to be based on stuff you don't have like like there are rogue prestige classes that a a wizard could could uh, get the requirements for and become and it doesn't make sense 
It doesn't make sense in the game why, but it does make sense on paper. But my agencies, I decided I wanted to, I know. I I, yeah. And so that I agree 100% that that was part of the thing. The other thing that took the the whole the soul out of D&D for me was the all race all class stuff. Anybody can do anything. And that's just that's not Dungeons and Dragons. That's look, 3.035405 and 50 are all good. I don't want to say great just because I don't want to say great, but they are good generic RPG systems. If you're, but like you said, uh, Star Wars or yep. Stargate. Sure. Because I remember yeah. you talked about that also one. That, yeah, the uh, Stargate was based on 3.5, so it's very crunchy. But um, it it also has has a built-in mechanism so you can't do stupid shit. <laughs> like uh like you know oh i'm i i'm uh i'm a stargate uh trained person human based on earth but now i have a jaffa symbiote and i have tritonin and i have all this stuff you know you you, you can't add all that together you got to stay in your goddamn lane you know like okay you know that that's good but when when there, when there's no mechanic to keep players in their lane to to limit their agency there are prerequisites she can get weird real quick yeah. And and I and if you couldn't tell from past streams, I don't like weird. I mean, but it's a fantasy game. Yeah, no, there's weird stuff out there compared to the modern world, dragons and fireballs and so forth, but I don't like crazy weird. You know, it's just I don't like just because you can imagine it, it it has to be reality. So um I still think that the best uh version of uh Star Wars is was a, a West End games. Apparently West End games is coming out or somebody's taking uh, that system and creating a new game with it or something. I don't know. I've heard have to, I haven't actually read anything. You have but, to look uh, in there. Yeah. Uh, Ghosts of, of, uh, of Tantalon Tantalon? said, uh, Demi humans generally had longer lives. Yeah. There, there were, there was, uh, there were a lot of examples on that, why they can multi-class, why, why they can do two things at once because they live a lot longer and they have the time. I mean, the, the starting age of an elf in, in second edition is drastically different than the starting age of a human mm -hmm. drastically they've had a, another like 70 years at least of training to get those two first levels at the same time well and uh, but also consider that you know elves are supposed to be lazy and lethargic kind of well, kicking no, back no, but, but from but, human but, standards yes from a human viewpoint right, right. they're lazy from an elf from an elven standpoint it's like I I will live a thousand years or five hundred years. I got time. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, but it's that whole thing. It's that nonchalance of like this week, this year, whatever. You know. Yeah. You know, it'll happen, but I don't have to worry about it because today is but a blink in my life. I mean, <laughs> and you know, these humans, yeah, they're expanding, but they've expanded before. They'll go through ten generations in my lifetime. You know, you know yeah, whatever. exactly. You know, so. ebb and flow, like, like the tides, it comes, it goes. I've seen it happen. So they, they have a, they have a different viewpoint on it, which, you know, that carried over into the difference of multi-classing and dual classing. <laughs> Sorry, <he> says, <laughs> I just like the way he ended this one. Also have innate racial characteristics to prevent them from advancing too far as an adventure because their gardens to tent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so let's, let's have this now go into, uh, uh, and I'm gonna tell you right now, there's, there's a certain person or two who might be watching this. Uh, uh, and if you're in chat, I will invite you onto the stream to debate me on this one, if you want. Um, and it's this whole thing that, uh, I've been getting some backlash from a couple of people about, you know, my opinions 
about essentially just let people play the way they want to play and do what they want to do and stop judging. Fuck you. First of all, do you know me? I judge people. Go fuck off. Even had one idiot do that whole Bible quote thing to me. Uh, was it? Uh, uh, do not judge those lest ye be judged. First of all, you might want to take some Bible study because that's not what it means. <laughs> it doesn't mean what you think it means if, if you're quoting me for judging somebody on that one. And uh, if you want to have a little Bible study class on that, I went to Lutheran school for seven years. Uh, I still probably have some of that memory up in here. I I can teach you a little something, something about that. So never use that quote on me because it doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah. You're not, you're not God. So you can't really use that quote properly. Yeah. Right. Um, Because it's only about a mortal soul. It's not about how you act on earth. Right. Right. Anyway, so uh, da, 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 yeah, uh, I want I want to write down my notes because uh, so if you don't like it, don't play it. Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna play it, and I'm gonna bitch about it. It's awesome. I can walk and chew gum and and do things at the same fucking time. Why? Well, because some things are dumb, and they need to be called out. Whether it's what you're doing and yes ask heathen dog have i ever called somebody a retard to his or her face yes (laughs) yes i have have i ever told people that what you like is fucking ridiculous yeah well usually you don't say fucking ridiculous to their face but uh you, you, you you will tell them that no what what you're doing right now uh is dumb and i'm never gonna do that well, it depends on how well I know the person also. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem telling somebody, look, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. I've got two ex-girlfriends who are furries. I call them weird. Don't care if they enjoy it. I will... <laughs> right. <But> that's okay. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. Uh, but uh, the thing is, is I, I still talk. Well, I talk with one of them. I don't talk with the other one. But the thing. What, you OK? I think he was having an aneurysm. Uh, the, the thing is, is uh, I have no problem. I will. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me go back. I will defend your right to do it. You I have the right. I almost lost. I had to look at the light. <laughs> I will defend your right to do it. I will defend your right. Like, absolutely. You get to watch my little pony and carry a little pink purse as a fat 23 year old dude. But I'm going to mock you for it. Why? Because this world needs more shame. It needs more judgment. It needs more mocking. Otherwise, it turns into the nonsense we got going on now. I do believe in social decorum. I do believe, I don't believe that everything needs to fall under that stricture and that everything from 1950s, we should all be wearing our little white button down shirts and so on. No, but there is a point where it goes too far. And there is a point where you need to man up. Yeah, I just said man up. Whether it's defined gender roles or, uh, I don't whatever other nonsense that they've got going on right now. If you're a dude, look, I get picked on. It's funny because not by the younger people, because the younger people, this was this is cool now to play Dungeons and Dragons and so forth. But by people my own age, like when I got my new job here and I said, like, oh, what are your hobbies? So I play Dungeons and Dragons. You, can you imagine what those stares were from people who are in their late 40s, early 50s? Like you do a what? Is, is, isn't, that, isn't that a game for kids? And shouldn't you have grown out of that? There's nothing wrong with them saying that about me. I don't care. It's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. I don't care if they go home and go, oh my God, I got this new wackadoodle I work with. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. He probably thinks he summons fairies at night or something. I don't care. Okay? But they're still allowed to have that opinion, and they can mock me all they want for it. Man up, nut up, cowboy up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, wait, wait. I, I, have, I have a comment on that. 
Okay. Uh, peer pressure has gotten a bad rap recently. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's called bullying now. It, okay. It's called bullying it, it, now. Silly. It, it, that's what, what they call it. That is stupid. Peer pressure is a necessary crucible. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's what happens with peer pressure. Peer pressure, the, the definition I grew up with, I'm going to tell you that much. The definition, not, not bullying, the definition I grew up with is the pressure to conform to the norms of, of your social circle. That's what peer pressure was. Everyone is doing it, so they expect you to do it too. That's mm -hmm. peer pressure. And it can right? be both good and bad. It can be both good and bad, but it's a crucible. You come out the other side, either conforming to the norm or you have solidified your differences to the point where they cannot be broken and you're stronger for it. Those are the two outcomes of peer pressure. Neither are bad. That's it. So that, when, when you pressure. when you come when you come out of that crucible, I'm gonna use your word. When you come out of that crucible, as you say, you you make choices in life. You can so let's say, look at me. I've played Dungeons and Dragons since I was uh, well, technically since I was ten, but really understanding what I was doing since I was in junior high, senior high. Okay, and as Von Zark, he was there with me. <laughs> there is some bullying going on. People kicking some dice. People, uh, uh, you know, acting the fool and so forth. Now. As as Heathen Dog heard in a different conversation, not in the stream, we had ways of uh, of uh, influencing that uh, that decision. But we'll just say, yeah, things. Ha I got hung up on a flagpole. I know you've all heard this. Well, if you watch the stream, you've heard this before. I was dumped over in a porta potty. It's locked in my locker. I was hung up on a flagpole. Uh, you know, with the belt loop that did rip, except for did thank God it didn't rip until either I was down or after the fact because I hadn't noticed. You know, uh, you know that stuff is kind of a rite of passage. Should, should that happen to anybody? No. But to take this extreme thing like uh, uh, and turn everything into bullying, you either choose to say, I'm going to continue to play D&D &D and I'm going to do what I want. That's fine. You have all the right in the world to do that. You have all the right in the world to be a brony or a furry. I'm going to make fun of you. I make fun of LARPers, okay? I mean, because LARPing is stupid. Yes, if you do it, are you sitting there going, oh, you called me stupid. I don't necessarily call you stupid. I call LARPing stupid. Maybe you just have a stupid aspect to your life. Maybe the rest of your life, you're absolutely intelligent and wonderful. But that part is stupid. People think me playing D&D &D or even having this stream. You do a YouTube channel and talk about game. What? what? Why don't you do something productive with your life? Maybe I will. By the well, way. You, you actually do. You have a job. It has value. You get paid for it. And. Of course, we want to get paid for this too. So like and subscribe and share. But uh, yeah, you and uh, you you have a wife. Obviously, your life has value to her. Maybe only because of insurance policy, but whatever. It has mm -hmm. value, right? So yes, you you are succeeding in life because you know life has has deemed uh, the world has deemed your life has value. So what the hell? It's a hobby. It, I, I I have a hobby: bird watching. Uh, 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 collecting stamps or coins or bugs or whatever you know mm -hmm. i i think all of that is a waste but you of time. play you it's play make-believe yeah but it's not a waste of my time right i, I can call it dumb but I, I can't call it wrong for you it, if you have fun doing it does it hurt me if the first answer is yes and the second answer is no i don't care right <laughs> so, so so i have so, an opinion about it mm -hmm. But that shouldn't affect the way you see it. If it and does, I have all the right in the world like to express my opinion.
And you have all the right in the world to express your opinion. What you don't have a right in the world to do is kick over my dice and shout me out from doing my hobby. But I have all the right in the world to say, you're stupid, you're retarded, uh, this is dumb, and so on and so forth. Because they're just dumbass opinions. You can have your own dumbass opinions as well. Um, So what I was going to say is, so you either... Either somebody like me can say, I will no longer play Dungeons and Dragons because it's not cool. And then I move on with my life. I can make the choice to be like, I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons and I'm going to enjoy it. But you know what? I'm going to do it on the sly and not talk about it so much just because, you know what? I don't really want to deal with the ribbing. And I already have my circle of friends that, you know, I can play the game with. Or I could be like all in and wear the dragon shirts and, you know, think I worship dragons and, you know, you know, what our throw roll D 20 down the hallway at school. Shut up on Zark. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can, we can go, uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Like you have choices you can make from that, but these are just natural part of living in society. I didn't talk about dungeons and dragons for a long time or any game like this. And even now when I'm around people, my age, I'm a little squeamish about it. You should be proud of it. No, I shouldn't because I know when I'm around people, my age, if I want the respect that I'm supposed to get, and don't don't come back to me, well, it's wrong. They shouldn't think of you like that. That's just how society works, dumb fuck. Depending on the circles you're in. Should they think that way? No, but they do. And I think that way as well about some things. I think that people who like fucking NASCAR are weirdos. I, I, there's literally nothing about NASCAR that's interesting. Literally nothing. Well, I work on cars. Well, then go work on them. Watch a show about working on them. You know, driving all left-hand fucking circles is not, dude. How how much more brain numbing can you can you be? Can you have? Well, you, know? you know what? Driving it, driving the car would probably be fun. Oh, that's intense, man. I've never well, done it, but watching, I watching. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different thing. It's a different thing. How I I see people get really emotionally invested, and I'm wondering how how do you do that. How do you get them up? You know what? I'm glad they're emotionally invested in NASCAR. I'm glad they're having fun watching it. I really am. It yep. makes them happy and it literally exactly. does nothing bad to me. Let them have it. Zerk said, something, Zerk said something dumb a moment ago. I have to, I have to find it. Fantasy football is yeah, yeah. more worthy of mockery than even LARPing? Yeah, no. Because I've made money on fantasy football, so fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> no, I've never made money on LARPing. You surely have. Well, no, you, you can't. Look, I like the SCA, uh, Society of Creative Anachronism, and how they do their reenactments and so forth. I don't like LARPing. Now, to be fair, not all LARPing is necessarily wrong. Like, uh, in, in the Scandinavian countries, they actually LARP D&D and so forth. At least they did in the early 90s. But you know where we're from. They only LARP one game. <laughs> Vampire. And it's all a bunch of fucking sexual deviants wearing their uh, dumb little uh, black and, and you know, white face paint and so forth. So, you know, it could be a little different. You know, your mileage may vary in some of this stuff. But yeah, do you do you hear the judgment in my voice it's all there now should you care or not that's up to you i don't know what society you live in but if you're going to be around me in any way shape or form you're going to get mocked for certain things and i love to mock little little fat 23 year old dudes still living in their mom's basements i don't want to use the word incel because i don't know if he's an incel or not but carrying around a little pink my little pony purse you deserve to be mocked. You are not going to be stable in normal society. You're either going to be an artist, which none of them are stable anyway, or you're going to, you're not going to make it. And you don't get to sit there and be like, society should just accept me for who I am. No, you have a requirement to conform to some aspects of society. If, if you, you can be, be su- a functional part of it. Yes. yes. Now, can you be successful outside those norms? Yes. And if you can do that, more power to you. 
but like less than 1% of people who are, who want to exist outside of society are actually useful in some way. So, you know, good luck, I guess. <laughs> a fucking Sark. <laughs> I pay $80 a year for F1 access. Even you can make fun of, uh, you can make money in gay porn too. And I still have a right to mock you for it. You're right. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is though, you know, it is, it is possible that, that uh the, the person doing gay porn makes more money than you and and in the dark recesses in the back of your brain you're like damn it uh, my, so <laughs> this is the only good part about nascar drinking the beer yeah <laughs> straight up if you're larping as an adult you're likely not professionally employed I don't Very, I don't know that for a fact, but I don't care. I, I like the sentiment. I'm going with it. Thank you, Doom Bunny. But but that's the thing is these these opinions shouldn't hurt you. If you're hurt by them, that's on you, not yeah. on me. Opinions are like assholes. We all have them. Why do you think we're narcissistic enough to be on freaking YouTube? Grow the fuck up. I, yeah. Heathen Dog and I have said multiple times, and we even have friends that do this. If you've got blue fucking hair, you're that's a cry for attention. Oh, but everybody does it now. Yes, and everybody in the 90s wore, for attention. Right. was wearing makeup and wearing black trench coats. They're fucking crying for attention. So, like, uh, Yeah. But now there's so many of them that they don't get the attention they want. So they got to go more. They got to go bigger. They got to go. They got to go louder. And it's just it, the, the, the cacophony of, of, uh, of uh, um, people seeking approval from other people now has gotten so big that it's drown out the actual message. You'd be happier if you were like other people. That's just the way it is. You will, you will live a, a happier life. If maybe not like as fulfilling people. in your own mind, but definitely yes. Ha yeah, happy have more joy. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. So here's the second part of this is like, uh, why don't you be a better person and take the high ground? I'm going to do my damnedest to not be political. And I'm going to apologize up front if I get political. And try not to. But first of all, taking the high, why don't you take the high ground? That's what losers say. That's like saying, why don't you have a fair fight? There's literally no such thing as a fair fight. No. There, Only there, there's, there's a fight you won or a fight you lost. Yep. How you got there doesn't matter. There's no stigma on success. Right. However you win, you're still winner. Von Zarek, she saw those options. I, I showed them to her. Um, so, so, so yeah, there's no such thing as a fair fight. Um, and, and I believe, and I did not used to be this way. You can actually blame the current world woke culture for making me this way, but I now believe in fighting fire with fire. If you're going to squeak, if you're going to rage, if you're going to be a, a retard, I'm going to fight you with your own retardation right back at you. I'm going to read just like you read. The thing is, is there, there are no, I don't care what anybody says right now. There are no fence sitters anymore. If you're a fence sitter, you're, you're a bad person. I have a bunch of my conservative friends who are like, man, this stuff doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. And then one day, two years later, after I've been complaining about it and they're kind of sick and tired of me hearing, they're like, man, I can't believe this happened. I'm like, remember when I was talking two years ago about this crap? And you're like, oh, it'll never happen to me. It'll never happen to me. They can't affect my life. And they have affected your lives, whether it's in your hobby or in your life, whatever. There are no fence sitters anymore. You either sit for what you believe in and you speak out for it. And that means anybody who likes the 90s TV show Lex is a fucking retard. Or you, you are part of the problem. You're letting this stuff happen to you. 
This current culture is not just Twitter. We're seeing it happen in schools. We're seeing it happen in our hobby. We're seeing it happen outside. And I'm not talking about dumb shit like sometimes post on our Discord about, I wear a mask, I don't wear a mask. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the culture of what is acceptable in normal society now. There are no fence sitters. And I am speaking up, I, I, you know, I, I'm not on the stream, but I, I'm speaking up for the society thing more outside the stream because this is a game, uh, a stream about games and so forth. But I'm streaming about games and opining about how dumb people are in it. Max seems to have forgotten to read Twitch chat. Yes, I'm not reading Twitch chat right now because I want to I want to express this and not get sidetracked because I keep getting sidetracked. And doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah, yeah, just stop. If you want to say, if you ever want to say, well, it doesn't affect me or won't affect me, you're just dead wrong. I used to say that. I was saying that in 2000, when Wizards of the Coast came out with uh, third edition D&D &D, and that crap came out, I was like, you know what? I still have second edition. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I don't like it. And I'm going to call it dumb. And anybody who plays this isn't playing D&D, blah, blah, blah. What the hell is it? Yeah. What the hell is Lex? Uh, it's, it's a science fiction TV show. Almost as bad as Farscape. Oh, yeah, I went there. Um, not, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, not almost. A, way, no, Farscape is almost as bad. No, Lex is way worse than Farscape. Worse, yeah. Farscape is tolerable. Um, but uh, uh, see, now I got sidetracked. Essentially, it, it is going to affect you if you don't stand up against it. Stop it. It is time to gatekeep. I'm not saying tell people they can't play the game or be in the hobby. That's dumb. Everybody should be able to play in this hobby. But there is a right way to do certain things. And AD&D is the right way to play Dungeons & Dragons, whether it's first or second edition. I'll even say basic back me, Holmes, whatever. That, that school of thought is the right way to play. Watsy D&D is, yes, it is a good game for the hobby. It is not Dungeons & Dragons. And you, that's just your opinion. Well, my opinion is based on fucking facts. Look at the core rules of all of those games, those original basic OD&D and, uh, and Advanced Dungeons & Dragons games, and look at what expanded what changed until Spelljammer and Planescape, it was good stuff. <laughs> then then jump the shark. Uh, uh, oh, I think, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I made you remember it. So what was I missing in chat, Heathen? Oh, uh, they're mostly talking about beer. Oh, okay. But, but now you got them on Lex and Farscape. <laughs> yeah, far, I tried to watch Farscape again because it's on Netflix now, and I couldn't get past the third episode. Like, it's just nothing redeeming about it for me. So, yeah, uh, Green Bunny says he uh, he learned from first edition D and D. Fair fights are bullshit. <laughs> Use your lamp oil to light those, those, those yeah. on fire and know that the hireling in front of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in life, cheating is good. That's just it. Because in life, you either win or lose. You live or die. It, it's a, and how you get there doesn't matter. If you get caught. You get punished. You got to try again or you, or you get dead, you know, whatever it, it, it depends on, on the, on the stakes you'd agreed upon. The only time cheating in life is bad is in training, whether you're training in school, you're, you're training in your job. Cheating means you're basically hampering yourself later on. That's it. But after that, in real life, when you're doing your job or you're living your life, you know, you do what you got to do to get what you want. And everyone has their own line that they don't want to cross. Fine. My line's a little further than your line. That means I'm going to get what you want if I want it first. Because I'm willing to do more. That's life. That's the way it is. The only way you're going to win is to cheat. 
I don't ascribe to that. I think that's a bad opinion. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's worked for Heathen Dog in his life. I, I see. I do believe that there are societal norms and uh, and social decorum, whether I necessarily agree with them or not. I absolutely believe that there. I don't believe it has to be Judeo Christian. I don't believe it has to be white male American. I don't believe it has to be suburban or urban or rural or whatever. But I do believe that there are just some societal norms that we have to hold on to. I, I believe in liberty. You can do what you want to do, but I also have the liberty to mock you for it. And if that causes you to feel bullied, that's on you. The, mockery is not hate. Teasing is not bullying. Cheater works smarter. There you go. Uh, um, no, I have, I have a change to that statement. Working smarter is cheating. There you go. So to the people who aren't smart, it feels like cheating. <laughs> so now I'm shitting on play. Spelljammer sucked. It was a neat idea, but it sucked it for D and D. Poorly. I mean, I I like the idea of Planescape, but I am actually oh. with Max Liao on the fact that first level characters don't belong outside their home plane for right. any reason, except they are banished and going to die. The That's first the edition reason. Manual of the Planes was much better than Planescape. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, Planescape was 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 more defined. Well, because it was a series, yeah, yeah, because a whole series of books. So it, it was more defined. It was more. It was easy. It was. It was easierly, easierly. Wow, <laughs> I'm making up shit now. It was. It was easier to access. It was all that good stuff. You know, it was easier to paint yourself a picture of it, but it was too easy for lower level characters to do. You didn't have to. You didn't have to jump through the hoops of 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 just get good scrub before you can go to another met to a, a plane of existence. You know. So yeah. Yeah, the, the whole concept of sigil was offensive. <laughs> like, like uh, the the fact that one one floating little being can stop the the blood war that's been going on between the demons oh. and and. Yeah, I have I have the box set too. Yeah, you can probably see him behind me, somewhere. Doesn't mean he likes him. It means he read him. So he yeah, has, yeah, he has, right so his, his opinion is based on experience. <laughs> the thing is, is I like the outer planes. It's just like I like undead. But I don't like them to be to turn into a, a, a tr see. I don't. One of the things I have a problem with undead now, and this is why I really like the idea of Grimm's uh, setting, is the fact that undead are just kind of a cheesy trope now. No, undead should mean something. Wait a second. Something crawled out of the ground or or whatever has been infested with a spirit that could have been my mom. Or, or somebody is is utilizing a corpse to walk around, or somehow just a corpse. That, that shouldn't be like, oh, there's a skeleton over there. Let's kill it. It should freak you the fuck out. And that's the same way I feel about things. Planescape should not. Most people on a world, on a Dungeons and Dragons world, obviously not Forgotten Realms, but anything not Forgotten Realms should hear the outer planes and almost laugh. <laughs> outer planes, okay, whatever. Ooh, next you're gonna tell me ghosts exist, right? You know, you know, crap like that. Because most people aren't gonna see it and believe it. Adventurers yeah, I mean, are if, gonna. If, if, if you put a real person and just drop them in sigil, they would lose their mind in three seconds. Just literally lose their mind. Because there, there's shit that should not be together that they're seeing in the, in the same in the same frame. It's to crazy. be fair, I didn't like Dark Sun, but I have to say I think I'm gaining an affinity for it. Um, the reason I didn't like it is it's too different from tro uh, tropish traditional D and D. Um, I didn't like you know the 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 man eating halflings and you know the gulls or whatever they're called and so forth. You know, if uh, it's another one of those things that if I don't think of it as Dungeons and Dragons, I just think of it as its own thing. Yeah, it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, the defiler preserver thing, I think, is a bit two-dimensional, but 
anyway, going to an outer plane is terrifying, but you shouldn't even know about that stuff until you're higher level, or you should know they exist. Like if you're a wizard coming out of your first level wizard school, like, yeah, I know that some of this power might cross the astral plane and I'm tapping into that, but uh, I haven't looked into it yet. Cause I was told that could get me, you know, eaten. Yeah. And you, know, if, you get if, the if Yankee aren't first level or a, or, a, or a cleric, you know about your God. So you would know about God's tangential to them. So you would have an idea of different planes of existence or at least different realms where these different gods exist. But you wouldn't know any details. You would know any, any, any minutia until you've actually grown in level and experience. Ghost of Tantalorn, if you do not fix that to say the right name of the plane, I'm going to have you banned for five minutes. It's not oh, Mechanus. No, it's not. It's the uh, it's Nirvana. Yes, Nirvana. Don't use right. those stupid new names. <laughs> See opinions. Uh, uh, all right. Um, there's really not much else I, I, I want to say. It's just I, I was getting getting some flack from a couple people. One of them we conversed with quite a bit. You know, another one's just random YouTube commenters or, or you know Discord commenters out there, basically acting like I'm not allowed to have an opinion on stuff, or I should just let people do what they want. I do like. Have I ever run to a table and kicked over anything? No. Have I even sat next to a table and go, "Oh my God, what you doing is dumb, dummy, 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 dummy"? No. You are stupid. You know, to ruin the game. Because no. that is actually stopping them from playing as well. Right. But I yeah. will say, oh God, that's retarded. And then walk on. <laughs> like, so, all right. Uh, anything you want to add to, to, to finalize that before we bring people in? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, we, we, uh, we hit that pretty well. Okay. All right. Um, that's segment two. So I guess we get ready for segment three, which is when you oh, can... Hang on. What's it? Mrs. says, uh, what if, what if I call the afterlife? No, I'm sorry. That's not a real word. That's got too many A's in it. Try again. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> okay. Nirvana. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's get prepared for segment three. Oops. That was the wrong button. So I'll put that up. Let's get the invite link sent out. So you know the deal for segment three if you've been here before. If not, well, there you go. Keep it pithy. We're not going to keep you on the whole time. Um, I don't want to hear your whole life story. We want to know what you think about what we've talked about. Uh, if Grim's still listening, you can talk about his game or what your thoughts are on that. And uh, yeah, or you can talk about opinions, I guess. Really, you can talk about pretty much anything today. I don't care. That is the link. Let's get the segment three banner up. Doo -doo -doo. I can't find banners because I keep clicking the wrong button. It's brandy. I'm sorry, they call it branding. Ooh, sophisticated. So, hey, this might be a shorter day. Yeah, that's all right. I think I'll make some. Uh, I'll make some jambalaya for dinner. I thought I was gonna be more ranty on that segment two stuff, but I think Grim Grim always elevates the yeah yeah he elevates the discourse, which which you know uh, ruins your day. I know. <laughs> I need the OGGM on here so he can go, and then I can go back. <laughs> Crafty says, "I know my opinions piss you off. They don't piss me off. I just think they're wrong." <laughs> nope. There's Mar Hawkman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Mark Hawkman, what you got? Keep it pithy, man. Hello. He's, he's punching his microphone. Oh, there we go. What's up? Oh, uh, um, 
Well, I actually had like three things that I wrote down that I three. You roll a die, pick one. <laughs> See what kind of time we have for the other two. Well, well, the first one is that the time period that uh, Grimm chose for his uh, setting is also the inspiration for Robin Hood. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I remember you uh, in chat saying that the because uh, it's it's the same general time period as you know the whole Robin Hood story. Well, see, see, the, the thing with that though is that um, the specific reason why Robin Hood was an outlaw. And the whole like rob from the rich, give to the poor thing was because of that same sort of like social turmoil thing where the rules of society in England had gotten completely tipped upside down by the, well, royalty deciding to screw over the commoners. <laughs> it happens. I mean, that, that that's why revolutions happen. Yeah. You know? And it's the reason why British... Britain nowadays has a constitutional monarchy instead of a traditional monarchy. Right. You know what? Robin Hood is nothing but a Brian Adams song. Well, well, to be honest, it <laughs> come like, on. It, it Robin Hood, as what we think of him today, is kind of sort of what the commoners wished uh, they had back then, and not actually a proper historical figure the way I understand it. But whatever. Guys, All right. Um. The other thing was was like like the, the potted plants thing is that um that's actually something that i've seen a whole lot of people do for like growing small amounts of this that or the other thing oh hey <laughs> Doom bunny's gonna sing it <laughs> uh, uh, that's the, the, actually something uh, that, that me and uh missa we're, we're talking about on discord is that uh Missa, at some point in time recently, acquired a hot pepper plant that she has in her living room or kitchen or something that, well, it's been making hot peppers. Okay. Uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I know the, the point is when we're talking about people having gardens, but that, that'll spice up your food for a few days. What are you going to get for, you know, to survive on for a year? Well, oh, no, uh, the, they, they, they would grow things in the garden that could be pickled and preserved well but it takes time well yeah but they had the you know all you this need is, is what briny crap and throw it in there and you're good right i mean this is something <laughs> that my grandparents actually spent an entire year teaching me when i was a child and one thing that they pointed out is that you don't actually need special preservation materials to keep food fresh if you um vacuum seal it while it's boiling hot which is what grandma would do okay because she, she what she would do is she, she would do stuff like you know like the equivalent of you know like canned soup like you have like in a, in a steel can but she would you know like make the soup pour it into a glass jar and then like wax seal it uh while it was yeah. still nice and Bo hot. boil the jar uh Put, put all the stuff in. Uh, there, there was a process for removing the air and then sealing it. You okay, know, you guys can sit down and make like your that. own YouTube video about this in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, yeah, there, there are lots of ways in, in, in Grimm's campaign where where food could be uh, preserved, lengthened. You mm -hmm. know, I, I just, I just when I asked him that question, I just wanted to make sure that that there, there was a system in place to handle that. And there was. So, you know, there you go. Also, the, the potted plant system that my grandmother used is something where you can, you know, like 
take a balcony railing and just cover the entire railing with uh, small uh, flower pots and have like uh, this in one, like one of these is a tomato plant, this is a pepper plant, it's so on and so forth. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you are, you are correct. But uh, what is, is there another one? Is, is there, that, that was your second we, one. Do you have a third one? The, the, the third one was was his comment about how in the Conan all of the wizards have this had this aged wizened look to them. I was yeah. just going to point out that Celine Gallio, who is technically a Marvel Comics character, that's complicated, but she's actually said to be from the Hyborian Age and to have had one of Conan's uh, evil wizard uh, enemies as an arch rival when she was relatively young. Because she's multiple thousands of years old but uh one of the things about her in marvel comics is that while she looks like a beautiful woman in her like 30s or something that's because she regularly uh drains the life force out of other people to oh she's a hag yeah, yeah exactly but <laughs> okay well we sum that up all right <laughs> well uh the the the, the thing about uh systems ga game 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 systems that have uh a physical toll for using magic, either burning up your life force or, or uh, sacrificing constitution strength or whatever points, you know, wh whatever you need to do magic, the, the evil guys always have a way around it, you know, or think they do give the price to somebody else. It's always written in there, blood sacrifice of virgins. Uh, but it still comes back and gets you in the it, end. It'll, it'll come back, <laughs> but you know, they, they, they can pawn that off for a later time. So, so the evil, the evil wizard is always young looking and vital and virile and charismatic. Whereas, or just whereas won't die. 20th level good <laughs> wizard is always hunched over like Yoda and shit, you know, like, like that, because he decided to pay the price himself instead of passing it off on innocence. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's Celine's case. Apparently she doesn't really need to drain the life force of other people to live. It's just that she enjoys life a lot more if she does. They never really go into uh, 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 details of what she, what her life would be like if she was to not do that for several years. But it's hinted that she, I don't know, it's like a vampiric hunger. Even if she doesn't need it, she craves it. All right. I get it. I'm going to bring in Ghost of Tantalor now. He's been waiting for a while. Yeah. Thank you, Mar Hawkman. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Nevada. What do you got yep. for us today? What, yeah, what do you have for us? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just uh, the, uh, the the name of that place <laughs> that he didn't like. Oh, um, no, because yeah. Mecha Mechanist or Mechanist, that's uh, what they they tried to change a lot of the names in third edition mm -hmm. Planescape. I see. To, um, so instead of being simple about it, Nirvana, the Abyss, the Nine Hells, and what you know, the Happy Hunting yeah. Grounds, Legion Fields, et cetera, et cetera. They tried to give them like Avernus. And whatever the hell. Yeah. The no, you don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what do you got for us? Oh, um, I, I was just I was going to comment about that, about the um, knowing <laughs> about the the out plane uh, the out planes while you're like just some random uh, level one guy, you know? Yeah. Um, I I think that the, the reality you only, you will only know of is is probably the. the Prime Channel playing what you're in, and then, mm -hmm. and then you got then you got these these <laughs> these guys. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're gods. This uh, of a of a world like oh worlds. What the, what's that? 
Well, it was, uh, like in a first edition game and even before Planescape in a second edition game, yeah. the planes were something to be somewhat feared. I mean, if you summon yeah. creatures, even though you're summoning a creature, that's coming from like an overglorified teleport spell, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You're tapping into the astral uh, astral plane. If you're when you can, you can't even summon an elemental. Yeah, you can summon fireballs and you can summon pyrotechnics and so forth, but you can't summon an elemental until what was it fourth level? And I'm not talking about all the expanded books. I, I'm talking like the player's handbook. I think it's fourth mm -hmm. or fifth level uh, spell level. Um, I, so I, you have to be somewhat powerful before you can I, even connect to that plane. Yeah, I did attempt uh, for character creation for second edition where you you, you, ch you can choose what kind of uh, type of spells you want. I tried try to make some guy who did a, a summoning, specialized in, in, in summoning, mm -hmm. uh, and he, he, he couldn't he couldn't do, he couldn't get anything that was usable until later levels. If you yes. try, try, yeah, that, that I mean, yeah. and and that that is that is what I was talking about. There yeah. are some specialties, especially in 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 wizard classes for yeah. for specialist wizards that are just not feasible mm. summoner is one of them diviner is another in, i don't know I, I i like the summoner when i played it the only problem was the the dm was getting mad at me because i kept summoning crap and it was like he had more numbers to figure out <laughs> he's telling you he smart and finally said you you do this I'm like okay finally <laughs> but uh yeah they weren't there to fight for me if if any wizard that's a summoner that thinks that the uh, creatures are there to fight for him when you when you get one giant ant yeah <laughs> you know, you know like, like no, no no it's supposed to be a teamwork thing <laughs> I think currently some summoning is kind of unreliable. Like you try to summon demon uh, demons, and you can't control them. Well, that that's when you get yeah. pretty powerful, and the, and they yeah. actually have a write ups for that. You know, things like your summoning circle, and yeah, they, they have two different mechanics for that. Unless, unless you like, uh, you know, uh, you're trying to escape from someone. Summon demons out and sleep. Let, let, let them deal with it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but if you do that, then you're just a jerk. And usually the yeah, demon eats true. you first because you're right there. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you summon a demon without being able to control it, you just got to make sure it can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, yeah. oh you're, 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 you're uh, just about um, starting the invasion from the abyss or whatever. Right. <laughs> wow, Zark okay. just did something really weird. Did he? Yeah. Well, that's... Um... But 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 all told, when it comes to like the the outer planes, there's it's supposed to be something that's out of reach for a while, yeah. something you aspire mm. to. And what Planescape did is it just turned it into a cartoon. Yeah, uh, and and that, I I have to admit the whole petitioner thing where yep. where you can go to these other planes of existence and then actually talk yeah. to folks who 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 died of of their proper alignment and and went to this as a reward mm. who now have to work on getting <laughs> up the ladder again. Like, fuck man, I got to do it again. I thought I died and I escaped the class system. Yeah, I died a I peasant don't, I don't, and I get reborn I don't, I don't, a peasant. I think, I think in, in Nirvana, you're, you're working to become a giant gear. I think. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I don't. <laughs> it, it, and then, uh, what was it? no, it wasn't you that mentioned Planescape. That was uh, Doom. Uh, yeah. But uh, the plane, that's not Planescape, sorry, the, the Spelljammer thing. The thing about Spelljammer is Let's be honest. I mean, if you want to do Gamma World, you should have just done Gamma World again. <laughs> you know, figured out mm -hmm. how to make it right the first time. D and D in space—that's the—that's the shark jumping yeah. thing for me. I'm not against, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, you reviewed it, uh, Heathen Dog. Uh, where, where there's science in uh, science in fantasy setting. Um, the Monty yeah. Cook thing, uh, Numenera. Yeah, yeah, Numenera. I, that's pretty good. I'm not against the concept. It's just the way Planescape went about doing it. Let's yeah. oh, I'll never catch on to the fact that the smart orcs are named Scro. 
You know, you know, you got actual galleons flying through space with bubbles around them, and then you have the soul forge, or is it soul forge, the soul furnace, where it's like, ah, just throw a body in there that'll power the ship for a few days. Yeah. I mean, or, or an artifact will power it for longer. Just, just it, throw an artifact that in kind there. Kind of makes it mm-hmm. just got way too cartoony. That that's the that's the main thing that. Uh, yeah. Conceptually, am I against D? You know, sci- uh, science and fantasy mixing? No. Uh, it implies even the most powerful and vicious fiends and devils may have once been humans and primitive. What are we talking about? That is oh. possible. I mean, if, if if a petitioner climbs the ladder high enough, I mean, the yeah. the, the only thing the, the the only thing I know uh, for a fact is that devas, some of them were petitioners and have gone up the ladder. That yeah, that, the, that means the, the, there has to yeah. be some archons that 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 were petitioners, and that that if that's true, if that's true, then a bebelith could have been a petitioner. And just climb the oh, ladder yeah, in hell, okay, you know. But you, you, you thought that you killed, you killed that evil wizard, but now he's back as, as a, <laughs> as some some sort of devil or something. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. and somehow re- retain knowledge of you yeah. and hatred of you, and and now is coming after that, you. That, that's, that's, all that thing. Most. that's a <laughs> thing that, that can that, happen. That, that. Again, something that in my mind should only be dealt with by high level characters. Twelve. Right. And above. Oh no no. Uh, 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 I, I shan't mention the uh, the M word then, until, un- unless you're trying to swim across the Atlantic <laughs> to, cho- to choke me. Oh, he just said Olympus. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, you know what? That was great That's talking it. to you. You have a good mm-hmm. night. Yeah, <laughs> Anything else? All right, you have a good one, man. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Okay, any, I'm going to put the link out one more time. <laughs> you see, you can come on the stream and mess with me a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, we allow that. Um, let me put the link out one more time. If you want to join, last call for alcohol. Oh, wait, we don't have alcohol. Last call for talking to us. I just realized my camera's been crooked this entire time. Here we go. So, you know, it, I don't want to tell somebody how to enjoy his or her fantasy. I, 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 I don't like that. Again, when I'm, when I'm saying some of this stuff, do I think that Planescape is bad as just a publication? No. I think it's bad for Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's bad for a Tolkien-esque type setting. For random generic game here, let's say, no, let's not use, let's make up a fantasy name. Um, Oak Trees and, and Caravans. If you're making that game and Planescape is part of it, great, that's your game. Uh, I mean, Forbidden Lands has done some neat things. DCC has done some neat things. Numenera, as you talked, you know, had a, uh, has done some neat things. None of that is is problematic. None of it. It's, but when you throw that, when you start cartoonifying D and D, and I get it, they had to make money. And this is where like OGGM tries. You know, everything's about money. Well, no, not everything's about money. A lot of things are about money, but not every. Some of it still has to be true to the creative, you know, nature of the game. For example, you know, somebody tried to argue with me one time because I used the statement, "Well, football is still football." Well, every year they change the rules. But they only change a couple of the rules. Civilization is a computer game is a great example. I've mentioned this before in streams, but uh, is a great example. The devs change. Uh, they keep 33% solid in stone. It stays no changes to that. They tweak just minorly 33% and they overhaul 33%. Therefore, it has the same feels the games before it. It's got a little bit new mechanic for you to learn. And it, uh, it has new content. Yeah, it's just, it's a business course about money. I, th- that's only partially true. 
I mean, sure, you can be a complete sellout. Maybe Wizards of the Coast is, and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying you could do that. I could be a complete sellout here and have somebody that could make me, you know, ten thousand dollars a month and ditch heathen dog to the curb. Would I do that? Well, we'll see when that offer comes. Uh, you know, but, yeah. Short answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the, yeah. the point is, is there's also would would I let a sponsor? Let's say we hit that 5,000 subscriber mark and we can start getting sponsors. Somebody can be like, hey, um, RPG Digest, yeah, we want to sponsor you, but you have to stop saying these words. I will say thanks, but no thanks. Don't get me wrong. I do like money, but there's also an aspect of the show. There's also a part of this that is me, and I'm not going to change it. The problem was is when WotC took over D&D, there was nobody from the old guard still there. And don't say, well, Money Cook was... Monty Cook just goes, look at what he's done. He just goes with whatever's happening at that time. What is this about? What has Missa been talking about in chat? What about I don't know. What about the last 1%? I don't know I don't what know. that means. I don't know. And he's talking about He-Man, which is not a tabletop game. So, <laughs> like so. maybe he's drinking. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, all right. I don't know if we have too much more uh, else to say. Nobody's popping in. And uh, we've we plummeted viewers here ever since uh, we, we dropped Ghost of Tanlerm and Marhawkman. So apparently they don't want to hear us talk anymore. So um, I guess we go through our things. What do you think? Yeah, go for it. All right. Wrap it up. We're wrapping this up. We're doing it. We're wrapping it. Uh, I have to get back to. Oh, we don't need that. Ah, it's always good to know what RP gate is. So starting next week, we are going to be talking about 7th edition Battlelords of the 23rd Century. That's going to oh, be... Oh, wait. What? There you go. Now I get it. Hey, I'm using New Age math. <laughs> where 2 plus 2 does not have to equal 4, and it's racist to believe that it does. Okay. All right. I didn't get it, Miss. I'm sorry. I didn't get it. I get it now, and that's funny. Okay. It's funny. Okay, I mean, so it's, it's, third... it's nerd funny, but it's still funny. 34% set in stone. <laughs> 33, no. All right. Um, but so starting next week, if you have any interest in Battlelords of the 23rd Century, come check us out for segment one next week. Um, the, here is where you can find us. Discord, Minds, Twitter, Local, and Redbubble. Buy our stuff on Redbubble. I really cannot wait till I get my uh, unpacking. The, the unboxing videos are going to be on YouTube, but some of the other content that I'm going to just sit in front of a camera and make, um, I'm probably just going to put on Locals. Also, I've been just thinking about randomly live streaming throughout the week. Of course, both times I wanted to do it was during the uh, uh, during your live stream, but uh, so I won't do that. But uh, uh, if you guys have a topic that you think would be fun to discuss, I can fire up the old live stream shenanigans here, and we can talk about it for a little bit. You can follow our webpage, Twitch, watch us on Odyssey. I suggest Odyssey. That's the best place to watch us. I love Odyssey. Uh, and somebody suggested Rumble. Rumble's got some issues. I have a, an account there, but Rumble, you have to pay into it and some other weirdness that I don't quite fully understand yet. So I'm not going to take the time to figure that out when I have Odyssey. And Heathen Dog, there you go. You're, you're, oh, you're villainous. That's right. See, uh, uh, every, every Thursday and, and Saturday, we do a, a, a video game stream on Twitch. And uh, now we're playing City of Villains. The reason we chose City of Villains is because number one, playing villains is more fun because you're the bad guy. It's always it's always more fun playing the bad guy. And number two, not a lot of people are playing the bad guy. They want to they want to play the hero. That's fine. Let them do it. I'm gonna play bad guy. I'm gonna win. My goal is to win, not the status quo. The status is not quo. The world has to change, and I have to rule it. 
That's the way it is. So every Thursday night at 8.30 Central and every Saturday night at 8 Central, we, yeah, yes, Missa, we are winning, damn it. As a matter of fact, I was just about to tell you, uh, soon there will be a clip on our uh, on our Twitch page that uh, that will show us winning. Quotes it will be winning. Well, no, technically, it will show us technically winning, which you know what in life is all you have to do, technically win. So, and of course, if you want to watch us just play, we have all the VODs that are highlighted out. So you'll be able to watch it. There's, there's 14 of them now. So you'll be able to watch us do that. And of course you can skip around however, however much you want on a VOD. It's awesome. So uh, check that out and uh, check out our streams during those times. If you're, if you are in, in a time zone that will allow you to be awake at that, mo at that point, that'd be great. I don't want to, I don't want to make, make people suck at work. All right. So don't do that, but. If you can watch it, go ahead and watch it and drop us a drop us a chat. That'd be cool. All right. Now that everybody's done yawning, let me tell you what he should have said. Wow. <laughs> Say, I'm evil taking over the world and I will skull fuck you if you don't watch my stream. That's what he should have done. <laughs> so watch that on Thursdays and Saturdays. Watch to not get skull fucked. <laughs> and I want to thank everybody. Oh, well, I had to picture it. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to thank thank it's all of our monetary backers. Uh, thank uh, Crafty again for donating. We also got some bits from uh, you know. It's not too late. You can put in your bits right now if you want. I'm just saying. Let's go fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with your robot penises. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, uh, want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers and people who cheer, our YouTube members and super chatters, and our locals backers. Once we get some. And those who donate via Streamlabs and PayPal, where we keep the highest cut. So if you want to make sure it comes to us and doesn't go to YouTube, the giant tech, those horrible giant tech companies that we all hate, yet we still seem to use their services, um, then uh, you can use Streamlabs and PayPal. Our awesome viewers, follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and those in the chat. And lastly, if you don't want to give money to us, you can give to the Wounded Warrior Project. I think the links are below. If not, they're usually in the description somewhere. And uh, follow the friends of our channel. And of course, because Heathen Dog loves it so much. God damn it. Oh, hold on. I got one better than that. No, you don't. Bam! Wow. <laughs> we get $500 in a current uh, single live stream. Yeah. Um, this will be us. We're not going to look like that. We're not going to look nearly that good. No. <laughs> so, but it has to be uh, donations during a single live stream. So, uh, yeah, if that happens, I will purchase the outfits and, uh, and we'll wear them for a stream. Uh, well, as soon as I get my camera issues figured out. So, uh, yeah, that, that's our grift. That's what we're calling it. We're going to call it the grift because, you know, we're just, we just want to find a way to get to pull money from your wallet into us. And that's what a grift is, right? Yep. All well, right. no, a grift is stealing it. We're not stealing. We're actually giving something. Now, is it worth $500? That's no. Up to, that's up to the mark. I mean, that's up to you. There All we right. Go. Here, here's the problem. Okay, <laughs> I am 99% sure this is never going to happen. 99. Same here. Oh, Same. That's why I don't. No, I, I am 99% sure this is not going to happen. But I know that if Crafty gets a bunk up his ass, <laughs> Crafty could just make a $500 donation. He could just do it if he gets squirrely enough, and that worries me because he's a squirrely dude. It could happen. I, I don't think it's going to. That's why I keep advertising. <laughs> so it might be. 
I know every time I post that, my wife slaps her forehead. Like, no, please, God, no. <laughs> All it takes is one one person and Christmas time. And hey, they got hey, a lot of money. Look, and they, are you going to turn down that. about $200? Because that's really what your cut would be out of that after taxes and everything else. I'd I keep 200 I thought about it, you son of a bitch. That's why I said, <laughs> don't, don't, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Now you're just encouraging to do it. You should encourage him to do it. Then he won't. No, no, I'm not using reverse psychology on this. It's too dangerous. <laughs> All right. And finally, I think we had one more to go. Uh, yeah. Nope, th th that is it. We're done. We're done. I'm going to let you give us words of wisdom for today. And uh, as, uh, as always, you know, like, subscribe, share. Okay. Peer pressure is a good thing, people. Remember that. Remember that. You either conform and your life is happier or, or you solidify your differences in your mind. You become focused and your life has more purpose. That's your choice. General happiness or a life of purpose. But peer pressure going through that gives you one of those two outcomes. Without that peer pressure, you're going to, you're going to live a life of unrealized potential and, and complete lack of purpose.